Good. I'm glad it sounds how I normally sound. How are you? Um, well, how are you? Are you trying something different? Or did you get new equipment? Oh, no. I got a, uh, I'm actually using my tripod that I used to take pictures with to hold my phone so my back won't hurt. Because if you, because I got told it. you this is a very low budget podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'll be trying to make stuff work. But, um, so I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to use that and make sure it's not too far away until I figure out a better a better way to do this. Let me make okay. sure I turn cool. this off. Did you work work today? I did work work today. So Wednesday <laughs> I'm learning is going to be like my busy day. I have a report that I run on Wednesdays that unfortunately, um, since I took it over, I have not been able to run it successfully. <laughs> uh oh. Um because I broke something in it and I can't figure out what I broke. Um, so we use Power Automate to, you get an Excel workbook, you get all the data that you want pulled from the Excel workbook. So you have it formatted and then you put it into Power Automate and then you pick out what lines of data, what columns, what rows you want it to pull the information from. And it's basically just sending out emails to people saying, hey, this has been sitting with you. You need to do something about it. And for some reason, the woman who had it before, um, I don't want to say she hastily left. She she gave a, a, you know, she gave a two weeks. But with me being brand, brand new, I'm not only learning a new process, I'm learning everything. So her passing it off to me was just difficult for me because I'm like, I know nothing. I'm at ground zero. So ever since she left, I have not been able to run it successfully. Um, I've been getting better because there's different steps and it's like there are triggers and this is contingent upon this. So I've been able to fix like the first step and I ran a test last week. And when I ran the test and again, it sends out emails to people, but in my mind, and I would think in everyone else's mind, a test means it's just testing to see if it would generate everything properly. It literally sent out the emails and I'm just, whoa, 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 <laughs> this is a test. Uh-oh. Like, what are we doing? And then on top of that, the data was old. It was like, I pulled, cause at first I was having a hard time whittling down the data to what it was supposed to be. So I ended up finishing whittling down the data after I got to LA and I got to LA 1130 LA time. I made it to the Airbnb well past midnight. Um, so for my purposes, you know, that's, that's, that's three hours ahead. And yeah. so I'm like, I'm definitely not going to test it now. And so the next day I was off because I had the wedding, but I just, I hopped on teams really quickly. And I just told my team lead, like, Hey, I pulled, I didn't get to run the report or I tried, I got the data yesterday. It was super late. I just tried to do a test run this morning and it failed she was like aren't you off and i was like yeah i just wanted to let you know so you don't think that i'm just not doing work because this is supposed to be done on wednesday she's like okay it's fine we'll talk about it when you return so then monday while i'm at the airport i run the test and again i'm running the test thinking it's not going to send out emails it sends out emails so then it's also old data so this is data all the way from Wednesday and this is yeah I pulled the report on Wednesday so it's old data from Wednesday so some people have already cleared this stuff off of their queue then people were like I already did this I did this on Saturday and I was like oh shit and I was like well one I didn't even think it'd send you the email and two I'm sorry it was old data you won't 
you know, since it's been taken care of, you won't get any further notifications about it. Um, so then while I was at the airport, I was able to fix like one error, but then I tested again and well, no, this time I didn't even test it. I was just like, I'm just going to run it. Cause if it's going to send the emails either way, I might as well just run it. Yeah. So I run it and my fix worked, but then the next trigger is messed up. And I was like, sheesh. So then I fixed the next trigger and I was like, should I run it again? People are going to get pissed off. Cause, cause I was like, when I rerun it, does it start from where it messed up or does it start all over again? And I was like, there's probably going to be duplicate emails. What do I do? What do I do? And I was like, you know what? Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. So I ran it again. It does start from the beginning. So people did get duplicate emails and it's still not a hundred percent fixed, but I was like, okay, two is enough. We will revisit this next week. Sounds sound so, like an extravaganza. It is. And then the thing is, it's like the people who do get the emails, there's always some reason as to why something has been sitting with them for so long. I had one guy, he was like, oh, well, I don't think that I should be doing this. And I'm like, that's great, but no, that's wrong. Like, it doesn't matter what you think you should or should not be doing. It's coming to you because you should be doing it. So if you don't understand that, that's a you thing, but please don't come to me saying, oh, well, I think that I should be doing it. No, you should be doing it because you submitted it. So now you have to approve what you submitted. But, and then a lot of it's like, oh, well, this person no longer works here. How can I get this switched over to me to approve? I was their direct manager. So I just get a lot. I get a huge influx of responses from what runs in this report and what generates in these emails so that is my wednesdays now <laughs> okay okay it's not too bad not too bad crazy but not too bad um so what we are going to do today first let me introduce the show this is episode 55 of the i don't have a name for this yet podcast and i am your host a1 and i'm joined again by jen walters and uh Hi. we are here i thought about having us do like little weird things like you know i say like i am your host like we could put like anything i i um you say i am a1 and wait no you can be like yeah this is a1 and i am a bus driver or something like that or i am pissed (laughs) off or i am hungry something like that just that goes where i am i thought that might be kind of cool i might throw it out from time to time i don't know but I think you should. I think it's funny. I think it'll be a good way to, to come in. And I'm, I'm I keep for saying I'm gonna add music to it, but then usually you're not on like when I'm setting up and stuff. But I could always like get an ad little track going later, or just put it in and just pretend pretend like we have music going and just talking intro, like make some noise. This is out of whatever. We're gonna figure it out though. But yeah, today we're gonna start with listener mail because we have oh, some listener oh, yeah. mail. And um, I think we're going to go over, I think I'm probably either read three or five. I'm trying to figure out, depending on what they are, on on air. And then just kind of, look, take the best that I get at that time and just sift through them and then read them at um, on air. So first listener mail comes from, wait, is it in this phone? Oh, yep, it is. It says, if we, if, if we had to lose one of our senses, which one would it be? And that comes from Cynthia H. from Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? I think for me, I'm going to say taste because I lost it during my bout with COVID. Interesting. And while it sucked because eating food just became terrible <laughs> because oh, I just I didn't want to eat because like, I can't taste anything. And towards the latter half of it, it was more like, well, try and make food that has different textures in it. And so that kind of helped it a little. But also, if I can't taste anything, maybe I'll eat less food. So, <laughs> yeah. But I feel that, like, taste is really, really specific. Like, taste is when you eat, whereas, like, seeing, you're, you're seeing for most of your day. You're touching, you're hearing for most of your day. You're smelling for most of your day. So I really think that, I think the easiest one to live without for me, I think it would be taste. I think I would have to go with taste too, because I can't imagine a world where I couldn't see or hear. Um, and then I forgot about feel at first. I forgot about the sense of touch. I forgot about that one. But, and then at first I said, I would probably do the sense of smell because I won't have to smell anything nasty but or that that stinks or anything like that but then i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing do i want to know if something stinks or or whatnot but they say your sense of smell is probably your most powerful scent because it can bring back memories like sometimes you smell something instantly takes you back to a place a time a feeling an emotion it could take you back to anything like touching something doesn't necessarily do that for me seeing things sometimes does that but smell usually puts you back right where you were. So I, I agree. I think I would have to do taste, but then sometimes taste and smell can be synonymous, kinda. So I'm still trying to figure out how all of that works. And I work in a place where we do taste and smell tests, and I'm not quite sure where we smell things from. <laughs> That's kind of bad <laughs> because we've, we've had our fair share of people come in with COVID that can't taste or smell. But I'm not exactly sure what part of the nose or what area is activated when you do smell things. So I need to figure that out. But I think I will have to go with smell, too. And that was a question from Cynthia H. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, let's see. The next one is when this is come from Baylin G from Los Angeles. I think it's Baylin. Um when will we get another all male show? We want to hear more from from the men and what they think. Well, well, that is something that I've been working on. I'm trying to get a cast of men together so we can have an all male show, like another episode, just kind of sprinkle them in here and there. But I don't know if we talked about this, but it's kind of hard to get an all male cast because so much it's it's a it's a little bit easier to get the women together than it is to get the men. Um, I thought that was pretty good um, But I will say that I do have a. It's, it'll probably be me and this one guy In a show coming up Soon either within the next week or two It'll just be us two And maybe if I can get another guy I will But that same guy is a guy that I would like to have The three of us on and have a show too This will be his first podcast So I did want to let you guys know about that Like, How do you think it would be having two guys you know, I think it'd be fine. I am more than willing. I want to. I definitely want to hear what other guys have to say. Again, it's important. You have to have the dialogue with different people and different viewpoints. 
Definitely. Sometimes you just don't look at it from the other side. Yeah, and I will say he's from New York, so that's that's. Hey. <laughs> I'm not sure where he's from. I want to say I don't. I want to say Brooklyn, but I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. And that came from Baylin H from Los Angeles. Um, JD from Pennsylvania says, "Are you guys open open to having listeners on the show?" Like my answer is yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yes. Mind. Yeah, I, I really do. I think it'd be cool to hear from some of you guys. You guys might bring a, a good perspective to the show, and um, and you know, listen to mail is kind of a way to get you guys on the show, but it's it's also a way to get good crowd participation. Also, um, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool as long as I'm getting nobody that's crazy or anything like that. Right. But hearing like just because you you at least know uh, you have a connection with every single guest on the show. So, you know, something. So I think having someone who n- no one knows and it's just like this is just an opinion out of left field. Mm-hmm. I think that it'd be cool. I think it would. It'll be it'll be very interesting. Cause like I don't know if I don't know if I told I, I might have told you, but like I was scouting on Clubhouse, like potential people to be on for certain topics, just based on what I was listening to. I thought they might be good for for this or that. And if they're this opinionated or outspoken on this, maybe they'll have some good takes on whatever else. So I, I do have some people in mind that I don't know at all, um, that are now listeners or maybe not listeners to the show. That I would like to get on. Um, somebody said, "Whatever happened to the rest of the story on that one episode?" And, that, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody says that that's Tanisha S from Atlanta. And that episode, I want to say that's the "Why Do Women Need Men" episode. Uh, yes, it was the one where we had all all the women, and then everyone else had to drop off except for me. So yeah. Yeah, episode 51, just in case you guys are looking. So it's, it's relatively recent. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll... That that question, I'm going to have to get back to you on because that, that I do still need to address that. But as things unfold, I will definitely get back because there's a, there's a lot of things I need to, to address on here. But I'm definitely going to get back to that. But they, uh, Tanisha from Atlanta was not the only one that asked that. I got that a couple times. Um, <laughs> let's see, let's see what else I got. I got uh, from Jake, he's from the UK, United Kingdom. He says, Can there be more than one truth? I'm gonna go with, yeah, you know, they always say there's. Well, it's always his side, her side, and the truth. Um, It doesn't always have to be his and her. It's just whatever people. And um, truth can still be, it can be rooted in perception. So, yes, you can have more than one truth. And that's that's what I was going to say, because what's true to me, like two things can be true about one thing at the same time. Like, can you be a good person and be evil? Yes. I think both of those things are true. I think it just depends on the circumstance or where you are or what's going on at the time, because to be honest, you really can't. I know people probably heard it saying I wouldn't put anything past anybody like that comes from a place because you really can't. You don't know what you would do under certain circumstances. 
You don't know what yeah. you would do if you were under a lot of pressure. Like it's easy to sit back and judge somebody from a position that you've never had to endure. And like someone who's gone through something that, you know, gone through most shit and survived that, that you, that would have broke you or ended you. Like it's, it's easy to sit back and point fingers and say stuff like that to people when, you know, when you're just on the outside looking in. So I'm going to yeah. go with yes, that there are two truths. Um, hey. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, agreed. That was a good question, Mr. Jake. Hopefully, ho thank you for listening, Jake from the UK. Um, this says, do you guys like sports? If so, could you talk about it? This this is Hakeem. <laughs> this is Hakeem <laughs> from Queens. So, uh, I oh, do like what, what, we're supposed to talk about the, the trash-ass Mets? What, what's wrong with you? Mets, Come maybe on. Knicks. It could be anything. But he is from New Wrong York, so maybe. Mm. And being from Queens, there is a high likelihood that he is a Mets fan. And so judgment already. Oh, Yankees, man. 27 rings. <laughs> most decorated team in U.S. sports history. That is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. The Yankees. I, I do want to say something that I've noticed with a couple of sports teams. Have you ever noticed that the teams that kind of represent America are usually the ones that are winning? Look at the Patriots. Mm. Look at the Yankees mm. in baseball. Um, I'm not really sure who that team would be for the NBA, but I will say this. Um, this may be a little, a little different, which may segue into something that I did want to talk about. Um, the Lakers and the Celtics, that's like the all-time longest rivalry, but people always said it was the whites versus the blacks. The Lakers were the black team and the Celtics were the white team. So I don't really know what to, what to pick, but that is a good representation of America to me. I definitely agree with the Patriots, absolutely. Like that's America's team, and I – I cannot stand them, and the Giants have been able to stop them in the Super Bowl. Thank what you. What are they doing up there? I don't know if you can that, hear that. Uh, no, I heard it, but I thought it was coming from your it, it's upstairs. I think so. Like, I don't know what's going on, but every now and then they'll just get like, boom, 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 boom. Uh-uh. But yeah, but I, I find that the teams like the Yankees, you know, the people call America the Yankees, like especially like during the American Revolution, the Yankees, the Redcoats, all these things like during that time. That's where that comes from. Yankee doodle, all of that came from a place. And then you got the Patriots, which represents red, white and blue, America, soldiers, whatever. Not really sure, quite sure what we can do for the NBA. I know they had the Nationals at one time. Um, yeah, but I'm not really sure what team, because they don't really have names like that. But I'm not sure. But yes, Hakeem, we do like sports. I will say I haven't been paying as much attention to them as I did when I originally started this podcast because I just I just think I just got tired of like just everything that was going on. Especially like I stopped watching football for a long time. Um. I really haven't watched since Peyton Manning left, but then with everything that was going on with Kaepernick, I just was like, I'm going to stand with him, and football was never my favorite sport anyway. So I just kind of shied away from it. But, but yeah, those are good questions, and I think those are the the, the top five that I had. Now, I want to say I wrote down one more, but I don't see it. But let me see if I can remember what it was. I don't know. And also sports, we're on hiatus for – 
a while. And so there was that. And I still, I really just didn't agree with everything that went into the bubble. Yeah. I was like, that was so much effort just to have this NBA season. season. I just really didn't agree with it. And now what Kyrie is out on COVID protocol. Uh, I think so. And I saw something going on with Chris Paul. I'm not quite sure. I didn't really get to check it out. I mean, no, I'm sorry. You're right. It is Chris Paul. I don't know why okay. I say Kyrie at all. But yeah, and so... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just like, the nature of COVID, so shouldn't the whole team be out on COVID protocol? Yeah. I'm just so lost. But it was like, I just saw the headline. I didn't I didn't read it or anything, but I was just like, again, this is, this is why I'm just like, eh, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Because I feel like they were so successful with the bubble last year it's like when people get successful they then get lax and it's like okay second time around COVID is still a thing but now we have the vaccine and they're like oh we were successful the first time and then that's when things start to fall apart and it was like I saw something else about um there was just like a huge spike in injuries for the past season and I'm just like hmm should have just it, it would have been okay to sit down for a season in my humble opinion i think so too because i felt like the first time it was a bit rushed like that was the shortest season that i've ever experienced in my lifetime i thought i turned this off that was the shortest season i ever experienced in my lifetime and um you just it was it was just a lot going on and i just felt like everybody i know what they were trying to do trying to get everybody to get their minds off COVID, but i feel like that's what America does. They use a lot of things to distract you from the real problem. So I think it would have been okay for us just to chill and say, I don't think they minded it at all. Mm. Let me see if I could turn this off. Yeah, Chris Paul out indefinitely because of coronavirus protocols. Well, let me do it from this one. Um, but yeah, those, those are definitely some good questions. We're probably... I guess as sports go on, we can probably like keep our eyes plugged to it. But I, we were supposed to talk about Naomi Osaka the other day, um, and how. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I just just how everything's been going on. So I guess we can kind of tie this into the, into the listener mail. But I like what she did. I like that she stood up to them and just let. Because I've always been tired that the institutions have always made the players feel like they need them. No, it's always been the other way around. Y'all don't have shit without the talent. Yeah, and I'm pretty Absolutely. sure a lot of the people who participate in sports um, would not mind playing for free because a lot of them do it for the love anyway. They can always go do something else. A lot of them are highly educated. A lot of them have businesses. They can get sponsors and donors from everywhere just by being good people in, in the world. They don't necessarily need the leagues. So that's that was my whole ordeal with that. But I, I did like that she stood up for me, and it, and it speaks to how people don't really pay too much attention to people's mental health. Like people don't care about people's mental health; they don't care about people. And like that's sad they to absolutely say. Absolutely don't. And it's like there's you know it always becomes there's a time and a place. Like there are certain times when people are like, "Why aren't our sports stars who are so influential and who we pay so much money?" why why do they not speak out but then you speak out about something mental health is important for everyone it's not just important for her and her having the strength to do that can maybe that will inspire someone else to have the strength to put their foot down and to say 
I'm going to take some time off from work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that for myself. But now it's like, why are you talking about this? Just how dare you? Look at you. You're so spoiled, all this money that you make, and how dare you not perform for us? And again, she just, and it was, I didn't like how they kept on. They were like, oh, you know, you've you've been fined once and consequences are only going to get worse. Just trying to threaten and bully her into compliance. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure she knew what she signed up for. I'm pretty sure she knew that she had obligations and she already weighed those those consequences and and repercussions when she decided this was what she was going to do. And I'm pretty sure she knew that it would get progressively worse if if she continues to do it but there's no reason to broadcast it like why like why sit here and release statements saying okay we're going to continue to find her or she might get expelled altogether why are you going to tell her that like why are you going to tell the world that tell her that and that should be a private conversation like and then it's it's still a job and there's still people so if i'm consistently late to work hr isn't going to tell my cohort isn't going to tell my equal or isn't going to just stand up in front of the whole office and be like, Jen's been late <laughs> five times in the past two weeks. She's in danger of getting fired. Like that's not how it works. Everything doesn't have to be public all because they're sports stars. Doesn't mean that every, everything that they do has to be public. And I'm just like, it's, it's, I just, it's, it's unprofessional to me. It's just in a bad taste. And again, it looks like, you're bullying her. Like let the let the girl take the time she wants. Who cares? Yeah. I'm I'm glad she just went ahead and said, Hey, look, I'm withdrawing myself from this. Like, you guys, you know, you guys can't hold this over my head. Like, y'all need me. I'm glad exactly. she spoke up for it. And I and just imagine how many people who like especially football players with like all the CTE stuff, like who could definitely use a break. Like 2020 oh, was a rough year for everybody. I don't care how rich you were. It was rough on you in some form of fashion. Like you might not have felt the financial burden from it, but you might have felt the burden of having to be home with your kids. You might have felt the burden of not being trapped in the house or not being able to travel or not being able to do some of the things that you wanted to do. But, it, you know, everybody felt that pinch, some more so than others. But everybody felt what it was like to kind of, especially like all that death that was going on. Yeah. And then you come out of 2020 into 2021 and people are dying at an alarming rate, not only from COVID, but from from gun violence. Like, it's a lot. Like, she might need a break. Leave her alone. That's how I feel. Oh, absolutely. But I, I was glad because that's yet another black woman standing up for something that she believes in. And it seemed like anytime a black athlete stands up for something, see how can we talk about sports? But uh, <laughs> uh, anytime a black athlete stands up for something that they believe in, everybody want to paint you a certain way. They want to call you a whiner. But what, what people fail to realize, anytime a black person stands up for anything, whether it's on the field, whether it's in a boardroom, whether it's, in, whether it's, whether it's just out in the regular life in the community, it benefits everyone civil rights wasn't just about black people everybody got rights not just black yeah. people so people got to think about those things if we're if we're bold enough to stand up for it get behind that cause if it's something you believe in don't chastise somebody about it because whatever that's how yeah exactly no absolutely that's completely right because again towards the end of the civil rights movement and before he was um murdered like dr king was was it was strikes for sanitation workers and 
for unionization and lower income, it wasn't just about rights for black people. It was rights for all marginalized people, but they're the people who are not marginalized like the status quo. So that's why they're going to push and call us difficult, call us aggressive and all these things to try and make it seem like terrible people when I'm just like, mm, nope, we just want to have the ability to live how you live. There's no reason why you should have a monopoly on life on a good lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. That's um what I wanted to say. That's that's just pretty crazy just to see. But you know what, you know that kind of like we can segue from there into two things. Let's see. Because uh, I, have, I have a list of topics. I even have topics for the next show, but some of them going to bleed <laughs> over. I do. Because, cause, well, you know what? Well, we, we'll just keep talking about it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, like, that that can bleed over into so many different things. And, like I told you, I was watching, I just finished watching Lovecraft Country. And that's a topic on here. And it's going to be like a TBD topic. But like I said, when I was watching, it just it just made me think about so many things. And, you know, the Naomi Osaka thing with her and sports, people just want their sports. People just want their comic book heroes. People just want their superhero. They don't want to have football and politics or their, their Superman with politics in it or whatever it is. They just want it however they want it because now they have to face the ugly truth. So I, I probably won't segue into the Lovecraft just yet, but... I'm not sure <laughs> where I'm going to segue yet, though. Um, but what we can talk about, since we both just got back from uh, some 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 travel time, some vacation, I went to uh, <laughs> I went to Destin and you went to L.A. And that's kind of why there's a lapse in the show. Oh, yeah. Before we go any further, I, while while you were gone, I was going to do listener mail by myself. Cause I've never mm-hmm. done a show by myself, but I hate to have to be in her by myself and just have one monotonous voice. I kind of like the dialogue, and which is why it's good to open up the show to have other parties in because you you never know what kind of ideas you're gonna get. But over that week while you were there, I was gonna do um, listener mail and just go over some things, but I didn't want to do it. I just I was just like I just I just can it and just save it. But um, it's still something I might do, but I don't necessarily want to do it by myself or just be on here by myself chatting talking to myself basically um but yeah um so the topic i do have since we both travel is how you travel and i know we kind of touched on this before but that's just something i thought about and i'm pretty i'm a pretty light packer i'll take my book bag i have four or five outfits in there and one pair of shoes that i'm gonna wear the whole time and i'm good and it takes me like two minutes to pack um, and I prefer to fly versus drive, but I, I did drive this time. And I know you got on a plane, and I did want to ask you, how was it out there? Like, how did you travel? Like, how did you get there? How did you fly? You know, did you get in the, because since you're a big baller gen now, did you fly, uh, <laughs> what is it, first class, business class? Or, you know, how was it? No, I have not made it there yet. I was telling my friends because I, um, I went to Chicago, so that's central time zone, and I went to LA, which is Pacific. I was like, I should just take a trip to somewhere in the mountain time zone for the heck of it, just to be like, oh, I've traveled to all the time zones this year. And 
I was looking at Utah. We were and we were talking about that, and I was also yep. looking at Colorado. Um, or was that? I was looking at Wyoming. I was definitely looking at Utah. I know mm-hmm. that much, and I thought about it, and I was like, eh, because I don't know when it will happen. So it might happen after I move. And so I'm like, after I move, it's going to cut down my flight time. So like, do I really want to spend first class money to fly not too long? Mm, I'm, I'm leaning towards no. So I am now considering going to Hawaii, maybe for my birthday next year and flying first class to go to Hawaii. So that is, that is there. So no, I am not to a point where I can justify flying first class. She lied. I saw the tickets, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a straight, it was a direct flight both ways, which I was very, very grateful for because some of my friends did have um, layovers. And yeah, especially since, again, I had worked a whole day. I'm tired. I don't want to have to get off the plane and do all this other stuff. Um, I... I do think that this time is a little different because, again, I said that I have been trying to perfect just being a carry-on only traveler, having my rolling carry-on and then having my little personal item. And because it was for a black tie wedding and my dress was poofy and so it basically took up, like the wedding stuff took up my carry-on. So... We were there for three, four days post-wedding. So I was like, I kind of need other clothes. So that did force me to have to check a bag. And we also had no idea what else we were doing. It was discussed, like, is there an itinerary or we're going to play it by ear? We tried to plan some things, but they didn't plan out beforehand. So it was just like, I don't know what we're doing. So I was like, well, I need an outfit for anything that could pop up. So unfortunately, one pair of shoes is not going to work for me, which I am amazed that you can travel with one pair of shoes oh yeah so you have the shoes that you wear to the airport and then you have one pair of shoes okay i'll take that luggage back. or it's just the shoes you wear to the airport okay i'll take that back if i'm if i'm on a plane sometimes i'll wear like my sneakers or whatever but if depending on the weather like it usually in the summertime i'll wear like my little i have a pair of shoes that i only wear in the house i don't wear them outside i don't wear them to walk to the mailbox i only wear them in the house um or to do comfortable things, but but I have a pair that I only do, you know, that I will wear outside. I'll take the ones that I will wear outside to get on a plane so I'll be comfortable. If not, I'll wear my sneakers, but that's if I'm on the plane. But if I'm driving, I'll just throw them in my book bag and keep one pair on my feet. Okay. Me, I always travel with my heaviest shoes, which is a pair of sneakers, because I don't want them taking up space in, in my luggage. Um or I generally travel with my heaviest shoes. If I travel sometimes in the winter, there might be like boots that I wouldn't prefer wearing to the airport. Like if I, for whatever reason, want to take like a pair of thigh high or over the knee boots, uh, yeah, I'm not going to wear that through the airport. Um, but yeah, if it's just like, if my head, if my biggest pair of shoes is going to be sneakers, then I wear those to the airport. Um, Cause I just don't want it taking up space in my luggage. And then, uh, I'll take them off on the plane and yeah, I just, if I'm, because I definitely took my shoes off coming back. I took my sneakers off coming back from LA. Cause again, it's four hours, but yeah, 
the way their Delta pissed me off once again. I had to check my bag, my rolling carry on. It was, oh, we've run out of space in the overhead bin. You all have to check um, your bags. And this, again, might be a testament to I just continue to fly basic economy. I won't even purchase the Delta Comfort because then I get on the plane later than everyone else. So, of course, the overhead bins have a higher likelihood of being filled. And I just realized that the smaller um, suitcase that I was traveling with than my regular, regular um, rolling suitcase that I carry, that I usually carry, that is also a limited edition. So if that gets lost, stolen, damaged, I also cannot replace that, just like my regular suitcases. I guess I just have a thing for limited edition stuff. What kind so of suitcase is con- it? It's a Monos travel one, but it was in conjunction with um, Drunk Elephant, which is a skin and body care brand. And so every year, Drunk Elephant does something called the Drunk Trunk, where it's one of their holiday sets, and it's basically like a vault of like their 10 most popular items and they always package it in something really like cute. So like the, this is the fourth one. So the second one was in this cool, like acrylic storage box. Mm-hmm. And so once you, you know, and you can sit it on your counter and you can store all your products in it, in your bathroom or wherever. Um, number three was a skincare refrigerator. So, and it was like when skincare refrigerators became like a big thing and everyone wanted one. So, and then you're getting all the skincare stuff. So now it's like, oh, now you have the refrigerator to refrigerate in. And then this year was the Monos Travel luggage. And it's not the size of the standard carry-on. It's shorter. And yeah, and so it's just, it was for holiday 2020. So you can't, unless you like go on eBay or Poshmark or something and buy someone who's reselling it. But I can't go into like a Monos store and rebuy that particular luggage. So, um... It scared me, and then my dress was rented. So then I was like, "If if you lose the luggage, then my rented dress." Oh has yeah, I remember the rented gone dress. Gone to hell, and then also I have nothing to wear to the wedding that I am flying to LA for. So it just made me really nervous. And then it was upsetting because then I get on the plane and I see that there's room in the overhead bins, and so I was pissed off about that. Um, but outside of things like that, again, I just try and do carry on only um and it depends on i don't like to drive i can probably top out at like two three hours maybe um the last driving trip i took was to was it jackson wait is jacksonville north florida yeah like northeast i think it was jacksonville florida was the last driving trip that i took in 2019 yeah and um yeah but once i can't do it anymore like i used to do it all the time in college and fresh out of college but yeah i can't be in the car for that long anymore so flying is definitely the way i like to go um and mm, i'm getting better well i've gotten a lot better with because the liquids used to be the thing about you can only take x amount of liquids through tsa in your carry-on so i've gotten better with that, um, I think knowing who you are, if you're traveling with a group of people, I think knowing who you are in the group helps. Um, if you know that you're the late person, don't hold everyone else up by being the last person to wake up and the last person to get in the shower. That's mm-hmm. rude. 
<laughs> um, if you know you are the messy person, like you're going to have to realize that you're in other people's space. So don't be messy or try and quell it, like do something about it. Um, and then I just think, cause me just depends. I don't always have to have an itinerary for what I do. I know some people, they travel and they want to know what they're doing every single day when they get there. And I'm just, I'm not like that. Um, the person I've traveled with, traveled with the most, uh, in my adulthood is my roomie and we literally just go like we'll have one thing that we want to do whether it's like we have a basketball game that we have tickets for or we have a water slide that we have tickets for and then every day we just wake up and we're like okay so what are we going to do today let's google let's find something on the internet and it's really chill like we don't have to plan every single thing we can just go with the flow but i think understanding who you are in that if you're traveling with other people it's definitely helpful if you're by yourself do what you want to do and it's like if i travel by myself i don't need plans for everything not domestically internet i haven't traveled internationally in a long time um so i think internationally i'd be a little different because i'm like i'm halfway across the world like i really got to figure out what's going on i have to have some type of semblance of order but traveling domestically i'm just like got my clothes got my stuff i have clothes for different occasions and mm -hmm. i'll just like go with the wind figure it out yeah what well, i found that it seems it seems to be easier for most guys to pack a bag and to go and travel like i i think i've only met one woman in my entire lifetime that travels like that travels like i do they don't have like two or three bags or whatever i know I think my first flight was to New York. I think I did have a suitcase at that time, or was it when I went to San Francisco? I can't quite remember, but I, I want to say both times I did, but it was a suitcase big enough to put, you know, to bring on the plane. But when I started realizing that every, when I realized that if I rolled my clothes up instead of folding them, I could get more in my book bag, it was on, it was game changer. So now when I go, I really have maybe <laughs> one book bag to two book bags just depending on what i'm trying to do because i have a book bag that i carry every day with like my everyday things in it but ain't shit else in there i can put clothes in there and just go but if i really wanted to just pack a little extra i could bring my second book bag and be just fine um i i found that i've only you know that guys seem to do that a bit more unless you got one of them guys that are like you know really into themselves and looking nice and stuff like that but <laughs> What they would call them metrosexuals. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not one of those. Like I, I sometimes when I go, I just be wanting to chill. I don't necess necessarily have to do anything. I just want to just chill sometimes and do nothing and just be away. It's nice being away and and, and, and getting away. But so once once I finally got to this, and um, I'm not really, I've never been for one. I've never been to that part of Florida, ever. Besides Tallahassee, mm -hmm. I had to kind of go through there for work one time. But it, it was pretty cool to see. Um, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, like, like, do, are you cool with Airbnbs? Like, are you like a hotel person or? So, again, I just started getting into Airbnbs because working in hospitality for so long, I had my discount. So, you know, while people are like, Airbnbs are so cheap, like, I was getting hotel rooms for $30, $50, $70. Must so, it wasn't. Nice. 
Yeah, wasn't that I literally I said this the other day. I'm considering like getting just working one day a week at a hotel, just working front desk. For like perks. Yeah, just like working stupid dumb early on like Sunday mornings because you have the group of people who went out Saturday night so they don't want to wake up and come to work and then you have the people who want to go to church on Sunday so it's like it's hard to get people to work Sunday mornings so that ass just like I will work front desk Sunday morning and then get my hotel discount back like I, I consider that so much that's not so, bad yeah and you know like, it's not when we met i was trying to work at a hotel like on the side or something i, I don't know if you remember those conversations like you like working at a hotel like what is it like you might not remember because that was like years ago but um i remember i wanted to work for a hotel for the same thing but i could never get hired for whatever reason none of the jobs i wanted to get i ever got all the jobs that other people wanted to get i got and I never really understood why. That's wild. Like, what hotels were you applying to? I applied to the Marriott downtown. Um, I want to say it's a Hilton nearby there, like right near. I want to say I tried the Western Hill. I was going to do the Econo Lodge if I could, but I could not get it. I could not get it. Well, I know for me, when you if you try things like the man, well, it was the Mandarin before. It is now the Waldorf and Buckhead or like the Intercontinental, those are harder to get into. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you know what? Maybe because you were doing full service ones because Weston is full service, Marriott's full service. Maybe if you would have started with a select service because that's how I started, like a courtyard or a Fairfield, basically things that don't have like room service, a restaurant, they don't have okay. um, sales and catering. Um, yeah, things that don't have restaurants and food service is select service and then that's that's usually how most people get started but honestly if you can demonstrate good customer service skills i think that's what i don't, I don't want to say it's most important but it's definitely i think that's what most people are looking for mm-hmm. so i really don't understand why you can get those jobs that's it could have just been uh, no jobs available because this is like 2010 11 12 13 somewhere in there i'm gonna say true, 2010 true. between 2009 and 2012 at the latest um okay probably would have been that town i was just like fuck it after that but so you so but- you so you said you're not opposed to airbnbs I'm not. That's what I've been doing now. Because a lot of times when I would go places, especially, again, me and my roomie, we'd go places for a pretty um, considerable amount of time. And we'd want... I like to have the option to cook if I want. So I would often... We'd often stay at places like Homewood, um, Homewood Suites or Home Twos or Residence Inn where we had a kitchen. Like we had a pulse where we have an actual fridge. We have a stove. Um or at least a stovetop. Some had like a full oven this way. Also for a lot of my life, I did not have a microwave. Um, our microwave broke at some point in our life. Like at, at my home? House. And yeah, it, the microwave <laughs> yeah. Broke. And my sister and I were like, let's not rebuy a microwave because maybe we'll make better food choices. And so warming food up, I would always warm food up in an oven. So I take more to food to like leftovers being warmed in an oven than a microwave. Mm-hmm. So I like having, so even if we don't cook anything, having the option to, oh, we have our leftovers from this restaurant that we went to, or we have our leftovers from room service, being able to warm it up 
in a pot on the stove or warm it up in the oven. I do appreciate that more. So um, the concept of an Airbnb, like having a full house to yourself, um, I mean, it's it's in line with what I was doing because, again, I was staying at extended stay hotels that had these kitchen amenities. Um, and I mean, so I've stayed in two thus far. Mm-hmm. I've had no issues with it. Um, it's been fine. It's not, uh, I get, I guess it's comparable to hotel prices. There are certain things, um, like places that don't have cleaning fees versus places that do have cleaning fees, yeah. like looking at stuff like that, um, and trying to figure out because when we were in Miami, there was a cleaning fee, but the house rules had like take up all your trash and all this other stuff. And like, don't get me wrong, we didn't trash the place, but they were literally like literally clear all of your trash, like nothing be on the counter. And then we were like, then what are we paying a cleaning fee for? If it's just if they're not going to clean, if they're just going to take everything up that we left. Yeah. And the Airbnb in LA, it was eight of us there and then additional people had come over to get ready for the wedding or just like stop through like the bride and groom came through the day after and there was a cleaning fee and i was even messaging the host like because we were again we're not going to leave the place a wreck and so we were at least trying to gather up all the trash and put it in one place and Mm -hmm. put it in trash bags and i messaged the host and i was like hey we can't find extra trash bags they're like oh they're supposed to be in the cabinet next to the sink, but don't worry about it. The cleaning crew will take care of it. And I was like, that is what I am paying for. Like, I'm doing you a courtesy. I'm going to be courteous, but you telling me, hey, do the stuff that is, that should be covered, the cleaning fee that you're paying, that pisses me off. So mm-hmm. stuff like that gets me to be a little shaky. But honestly, um, and then you hear stories about people saying, like, cameras in their Airbnb yeah. and they really don't know if it's sanitized and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, stuff like that is scary, but stuff happens at hotels too. And I was so. going to ask you that. And that's part of the reason why, cause I was going to, cause I know you, you have that, uh, that experience, but you're definitely right about that. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, when other people are in the space prior to you, if this is not anything can be, you know, there can, you could there there might be someone who works at the hotel who works in housekeeping who works in engineering who is putting stuff in the hotel rooms who's putting a camera who's hiding a camera in the hotel room and i mean i guess it's like there's the idea of well this is a large company and there's someone who i could truly try and hold liable as opposed to airbnb it's you know these are people's private houses you may not be able to get any type of resolution or to if you run into an issue like that that might be what's a little more comforting for people um but i mean i think it's a gamble either way you go it's a possibility at either one and i mean you go to hotel sometimes you pull the sheets back and the bed is not clean or there's a stain on the sheet or there is a used condom on the floor it happens it really does yeah that that's that's how i feel because i've been places where like uh, the sheets weren't clean because I, I will sleep in a hotel bed and you know just jump right in the bed I never really cared to live because I'm like if I'm at the Westin or I'm at Marriott or whatever I trust them to do their job to you know the best of their ability but then again I like 
I don't make my own goddamn bed. What makes me think somebody else going to keep making <laughs> all the beds on the 13th floor? And I'm like, they're not doing it. So it just, yeah. it just makes me wonder. And I know, like, with COVID going on, like, I'm real big on the air because you can clean every goddamn thing in the room except the air. I don't know how they're cleaning it yeah. in the hotel or the Airbnb. So it kind of makes me a little hesitant to travel. But I know whenever I do go places, I like to take my life. So I like to take, like, my, my wipes. I'll put that in my book bag. If I can, yeah. um, like the whites, you know, like some Clorox or Lysol or whatever, and um, and just kind of go ham with it. And I will take the, the spray and spray the air and just turn on the air and just let it blow around. But it's only so much that Lysol is going to do because it ain't going to go all the way. It ain't going to catch everything. But right. it just, you just have to take that chance. And um, I'm not, I don't have to stay in like the most fanciest place. I don't have to stay in the 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 craziest place either there's some places i probably just won't stay but there's there's a line (laughs) where i draw whenever i travel but i will say my experience with airbnb has hasn't been bad yet like when i went to la we stayed in the mansion me and my me and my cousin we stayed in the mansion yeah we stayed in the mansion for 55 dollars a night but it had like Every, it was more people It was other people there We each had our own room But it was pretty cool So me and him just slept in Like a two bedroom And um, he had his bed I had mine And we just Because we really just needed A place to store our stuff And so we can sleep And that's kind of how I've learned to look at Hotels whenever I go As an adult Since I've been traveling It's just a place to sleep And store your things Because I'm not walking around New York with A suitcase That's asking for yeah. trouble So You know but it's just funny, like how people have their 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 quirks about or their idiosyncrasies. Like I know people who travel with blankets; they'll bring their own pillows. I know people who tape up the uh, tape up the TV, like where the volume is, so can't nobody you know see them. I know people who turn the TVs down, like face down on the thing. Um, you know, what? yeah, because they you know the people put cameras in the screens, or if it's any little odd thing like a night light, or if it's picture frames and like the Airbnb, they'll turn all of them down. I'm one of those people, but I try okay. not to. I try to just enjoy because usually if I travel, it's by, I'm by myself for the most part. So I'm not really. I don't really care if you're watching, but if I'm traveling with like a significant other, I, there may be some significant other things that take place. I don't want you watching me, and then you be like, "Man, this dude weak stroke game, whack," you know, something like that, and then, you know, or anything. So I'm a little paranoid like that because I've I've seen too much stuff on TV. But you know, it, it's just funny to see how people travel. But I do yeah, have something like- else about travel. But go ahead. My mom, like when when we were kids, and you go to like Disney World and stuff like at wherever, she would take her own sheets and towels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the sheets part has not carried over to me. I will not travel with sheets, but I do travel with my own towels if I'm not if I'm going to if I'm going to an Airbnb at a hotel. I'll use towels at a hotel. I the two Airbnbs I stayed with um, stayed at. I brought my own towels. I always bring my own pillowcase because I sleep with a satin pillowcase quick um, question where can you yeah. get one of those because i need one they're everywhere Target, walmart sephora also really? yeah i think i'll probably better you gotta go like... to the african-american hair accessories section um okay. yeah so it's like with the with the rat tail combs and a pillowcase the... yeah Okay. <laughs> I promise you it's right up there with the scarves and the do-rags and the bonnets and the 
satin lined um, shower caps. I get I, I travel with that as well. I travel with my own satin lined shower caps when I travel. Yeah. Okay. But go ahead. That, that I see the tra- interruption. I see the picture that I see that you saw the picture. I, I did. I was gonna ask you about that. Too. Oh, this is my travel pillow. Mm-hmm. Four. What would you do if you saw someone hook their travel pillow on the back of their seat and then just suspend themselves sleeping? Like number four or five? Yes. I'm like, man, they a different kind of crazy or they know some <laughs> shit that I don't know. <laughs> when I tell you that was such good sleep. You oh, got one of those? Oh my god. Yes, that is my travel pillow. I oh, that is Lord. my travel pillow. Yes. I gotta put this in the show notes. <laughs> Please do. I love it. I love it. And then there's also a sick sleeping position that once you buy it, they like email it to you. It's supposed to be a secret. But it only works if you're next to the window mm-hmm. and you basically open it up completely so that it's flat and then you put your arms through it and you put it up against the window and you rest against the window. That is good sleep as well. But yeah, it's it's amazing. You sleep on a plane? It. I do. I Again, going to LA, I could not sleep. I don't know what it was. I felt so hot. I don't know if it was because I was in the middle seat. I don't know if I was anxious about my luggage and my dress. I just could not go to sleep. Like I dozed off, but it was not comfortable at all. It was was so terrible. What was it? I know we talked about this, but they ain't heard me say this. So I gotta say it. (laughs) Were were you really on a spirit air and they made you put quarters in to get the air? (laughs) (laughs) You did say that. No, I was really on Delta and I just I never felt of I just felt so hot. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because it was a packed flight. I just have no idea. Okay. Well, were people wearing masks and stuff like that? Because I know we were supposed to talk about how it was in L.A., like how people were acting and stuff. Because, I, boy, I'm going to tell you, Florida is a wild fucking place. <laughs> yeah. um, people were wearing masks. They tell you when you fly, like, you're supposed to wear your mask over your nose and mouth the duration of your flight, unless you were eating or drinking. Um... From what I saw, yes, people were wearing their masks. Um, whether or not it goes, people over your nose whoops people's ass. I don't understand how or why, because it is an orifice of your body. There is oxygen that flows in and out of your nose. So I don't understand why people don't get that you have to cover your nose, but alas, that's what they do. But um, yeah, people had their masks on. Um, no one around me had to be reminded to put it back on or anything like that but um yeah okay well what about when you landed in LA like how were they um everyone seemed to have their masks on in LAX when I got one of the Ubers that we got into the guy was like I'm vaccinated if you all don't want to put your mask on or keep your mask on he still kept his mask on but he was like, in case you all want to be more comfortable, we still didn't take our masks off. Because I don't trust people. Like, you can say whatever the hell you want to say. Like, yeah. this doesn't mean anything. Um, I feel like, um, like the wedding, people came with their masks. But um, then when it got to the reception, of course, we're all eating. And then we were drinking, taking pictures. So, no, we didn't have our masks on at that point. Um we went out to brunch. We were seated outdoors. Everything was super spaced out. 
Um, we went to the Nipsey Hustle mural over by the Marathon store, and no one had masks on there. Um, we walked up with our masks, and then when it was our turn to take the picture, we took them off. But, yeah, no one had masks. The other people who were coming, you know, like the other people from other places who were coming to take pictures, they didn't have masks on. They have just a lot of vendors, just like people with stands. They have tents over them because, of course, it's hot. You got people selling T-shirts, mm-hmm. snow cones, whatever. Not, you know, they're all just local people. None of them had masks on. Um, when we did go into places, like we went to Target, we went to uh, this random... <laughs> we went to the Slauson Swap Meet. People had masks on in there. And then after we left the swap meet, we were headed back and we called our Uber and the guy didn't speak English. And we're just driving, driving. Suddenly he pulls over and he gets out the car and he opens up the back car door. And he's like, get out. And we was like, Whoa, he had a flat tire. He got a flat tire, but he just, he didn't know how to, he, again, English was not his first language. Was it Spanish it, or Arab? No, um, he was somewhere from the continent of Asia. Don't know okay. where, but someone from the continent of Asia. And um, yeah, he just didn't know how to tell us. And so he's like pointing to the tire and was like, oh, shoot. So now here we are on the corner of Slauson and God knows what, looking like hookers. Crenshaw, and... that's what y'all was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, we were trying to call another Uber. We were like, uh, one of the girls was like, oh, well, look at, she was like, she was looking at the map. She was like, oh, well, there's a pair. There appears to be a parking lot up here. So we just walked up to the parking lot. There was this huge supermercado. So we went in, got the, like, people had their masks on in there and just waited. Well, we shopped around and came out and waited. And I will say this about Spanish speaking people in LA. I appreciate you because they did not speak Spanish to me because. Miami and New York. Uh, Everybody hey. speaks Spanish. Like, I don't know any Spanish. Like, please stop. They, <laughs> they didn't, like, the guy who was checking us out, he spoke to me in English. Anyone passing the street, anyone who in the supermarket, English. I was like, thank you all for knowing and understanding that I don't speak Spanish. That is crazy. Like, so like even when you was outside you didn't see people like did y'all go to Venice? Did I go like the beach or anything? We so there were eight people in the Airbnb. There was so it was essentially eight couples. Three people three couples who were actual couples, like two of them were engaged, two of them a boyfriend, girlfriend. The last couple was me and this guy who I actually used to date, but that was a while ago didn't work out whatever um so one of the couples and the guy who i used to date they went to the beach because they had a close friend who lived in la and they took his kids to the they all went to the beach with his kids um so i I didn't even ask them like what their experience was like and if people wearing masks and stuff like that but um no we didn't um because we weren't orange because we were concerned with being close to the wedding venue. So we didn't stay in like LA, LA. Um, and so because of that, and then some other factors going back and forth to LA just wasn't feasible for everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, 
like so saturday we just because the wedding was friday and then saturday we just we spent most of the day in the house just relaxing and then also um one of the couples had went to a dispensary and they gotten gu- they got gummies and we all ate those and so uh, we were very much high oh, for yeah, most of saturday so <laughs> yeah so we weren't doing much of anything we um we were high for most of the afternoon then the bride and groom came and then we watched movies for the night so no we didn't get to go out to venice beach or any of the other beaches okay okay i know my sister just went out there i think what's today today's wednesday she should just be coming back well she should have came back tomorrow i haven't well i spoke to her but i didn't ask her about anything but you know that's pretty cool i'm gonna ask i'm gonna have to ask her what it was like for her because she was out there like doing tourist stuff so she'll uh she'll be there but what i will tell you about florida no boy it is fucking wild like (laughs) Like first of all, if you if you're listening and you've ever been anywhere in Florida, you know it's wild. But Destin is it's just wild. I guess because it's like a, a a family vacation time. Everybody brings their family there, like do family photos, and the population there is majority white, and the tourists there are majority white. Like I only <laughs> saw a handful. Like, when I tell you, I could probably count to 20 maybe less than 20 minorities i saw there the entire time i'm talking about workers and i'm talking about people on the beach i'm talking about people in the streets in the cars next to you i can only i wouldn't even say it was 20 but i will it to me just being there like there's there is no mask requirement they probably have been wearing masks the entire time and i've been to florida on to two separate cities in the last 30 days um and neither time anyone was wearing masks. And even when I went for like Thanksgiving last, no, was it? I think it was Thanksgiving last year. No one was wearing a mask. Um, like it's just pretty wild. So when you go into restaurants, in most cases, the workers are wearing a mask in, in some places, but they've politicized it so much. It says, because I think people are boycotting places from what I can hear in earshot conversations. Uh, places with masks there so they have to put up stupid signs that say hey masks are not required but they are welcome we're all friends come on in and then but i can hear people say, i'm not going there if i gotta wear a mask i was just like to me it just struck me as white people just being entitled and wanting to do whatever the fuck they want to do because they're so used to making the rules in some cases and i know this doesn't apply to all white people but i'm talking about a certain demographic of white people and just just to see how they were like it was just kind of weird and like people arguing over masks and not doing this and i'm not going if i don't if i don't if i have to wear one it's kind of crazy now there was a couple of white people that i've seen that wear a mask but i i can i can probably count on one hand how many masks i saw um and the only people who i saw wearing masks guess what were minorities in most cases mm. in most mm. cases and i told you it was only a handful of them so um but I did see like a couple of older white couples wearing masks. But it's 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 just wild out there. I I really couldn't like and keep in mind it's hiding floor, so I wear my mask the entire time. But I just yeah. don't it ain't, they don't respect boundaries. It ain't no social distancing. The restaurants are full capacity. You're close. But I will say that in some places, because I did uh go inside a couple of places, 
but they're like one in particular had like the little plexiglass and stuff like that and to me that just that isn't enough because i'm not in a plastic bubble there's still a way to get in and out of this booth so i don't know how much you're really doing with that so mm-hmm. it's just really weird and i, I remember i asked the waitress because i usually tip people i see wearing masks and um tip them more too um Asked why was she wearing a mask. She said, oh, do you like it? She told me she didn't like it, but she wears it here. They kind of make them wear it, but in Florida, they really don't. And, you know, she felt like the germs are good. Yeah, but I'm not trying to risk a germ that's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm just not doing it or right. could potentially kill me and have lifelong effects. But other than that, it was pretty cool. Destin, it, Destin has great looking water, and I know that's why people go um, because they like to see it. They call they call it the Emerald Coast, but I think on the 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 uh the east side of the east coast of florida because i want to say florida is the only state with two coasts it might be the only state in america with two coasts there may be like maybe maine or something like that that's two coasts but i'm not quite sure if that actually counts but they have two coasts but on the east coast and on the west coast but i guess the gulf is is, is a little bit different but um, it, it was just a, a little wild. Everybody got long, I mean, loud cars. Everybody got trucks. I saw Confederate flags, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of country talk. You see a lot of people who would consider themselves rednecks or other people might consider them rednecks. Um, but the, the strange thing is everything closed at like 9 or 10. Like everything. Oh, my God. So if you don't have food by 9 or 10, you S-O-L. And but it it was pretty cool. I I had a good time. Um, they uh, Whataburger seems to be a craze down there. But when I say the line is long, like you trying to get down old National Long, it's long. Um, like it is crazy. Um, Destin's North Florida, right? Yeah, uh, it's Northwest Florida, Destin. Okay, yeah, because I know that Whataburger. I first encountered it the first time I went to Texas, and then I was like. Whoa. Why is this not in Atlanta? Is it like, good? Oh, the closest place you can. It's so good. Maybe it that's why the so line. Good. I said, yeah, it's so good. My, my mom says they have them there in Jasper. I've never seen it until then, but I was to hear like Wanda Smith talk about it. What a burger on the radio all the time. But I was like, what in the hell is he talking about? Yeah, they have them in North Florida. I found that out. My friend who went to FAMU told me, and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe, but I don't maybe. think I've ever had Whataburger when I've gone to North Florida. Okay, but you had it in know Texas. It's there. Yes, definitely had it in Texas. Like, I don't know where I flew, and I had a layover in Dallas, and I was just like, there was Whataburger in the airport. And the one thing, I, I generally don't buy airport food, because especially when Overpriced. it's something like a Whataburger, and it's like, I know that this is way less. <laughs> if you just go to a, a regular, regular Whataburger, but Whataburger, I was like, no, nah, I'm buying a Whataburger. But like, people <laughs> buy, like, who go to, every time I go onto the Delta Terminal and that Chick-fil-A line is just down the hall, I'm like, yeah, it's Chick-fil-A, but $2 more. Like, why? They, they trying to get us. But, you know, it, it was nice. I think, I think it'll be a good place to go. But I will say, this is something I realized when I went to and I've been a couple places, and I'm always analyzing people, but I wanted to talk about it. Hopefully people don't take this wrong, but like white women in Florida. Can you hear me good still? Yeah. Like, I feel like white women in Florida are different than white women anywhere else. 
<laughs> well, I don't know, like, but and I think it depends on where you are, because I will say the white women in Destin are definitely different from the white women in Jacksonville. And they're different. I don't know if it's because they're on the East Coast or the West Coast of Florida. I'm not quite sure. But I will say the women on the East Coast so far are just different. And hopefully people don't take this the wrong way. White women are not ugly to me, but they're not, they're not, they're just, I don't find, I'm not, I've never really been attracted to many. Let's just say that. Okay. And then Destin. That made me double down on my case. Oh, but, okay. But in Jacksonville and in Daytona or Orlando or anywhere on the East Coast, I'd be thinking like, what was I thinking? But there are some, but I feel like it's just a different dynamic. I feel like there's a lot more mixing going on on the East Coast or in Jacksonville, in particular Orlando and, and uh, what's the other place? Jacksonville, Orlando, uh, Daytona. I feel like it's a yeah. lot more mixing going on. Like you see a lot more interracial couples. Like in Destiny, we saw we, when we saw interracial couples, it was a white man and a young Asian girl. That's as far as that went. You might see one with like somebody who's racially ambiguous. You can't quite tell. But in on in Jacksonville, Daytona, Orlando, like some of those places. You can definitely see where there's a lot more mixing and mingling of the races and cultures, and I just find that pretty unique. And I don't know if that had anything to do with why I thought why I had like I was like, oh man, that's a looker right there versus the ones in Destin. Like it was it was just different. Like they even talk different, they move different. It's it's just something that's just different. And I was asking a guy friend of mine about it, and I, and I wanted to say something like that for a a male podcast just to kind of get other people's perspectives. But it's like that because I have that same feeling about Hispanic women in New York, Florida, Texas, and California. They're different than any other Hispanic women I've ever encountered. And I also feel like women on the East Coast, or like I say up north, in Northeast America and in California or the West Coast in general are different from most women that I meet. And it's just it's just something that you just kind of notice, these little nuances when you travel or when you're just around different people. And uh, I don't know, have you ever like noticed anything like that? Like, is, is what I'm saying making sense? It does on some level. I feel like, I feel like these certain states and these major cities, they have just very, just very apparent, like, dynamics and cultures. And I think it, I think it works that way for all people, not just women of a certain race or culture. When you said that white women on the east coast of Florida talk different, do you mean, like, Black scent talks different. Uh, some yes, but it wasn't even that. But like, I guess it's like, like how can I explain it? Like, it just seems like West Florida is more just white. I guess I don't know, but like, like 
I don't know. But I guess I guess just because like spending a lot of time in Daytona, like for vacations growing up, I I, I just saw like more it was more grimy on the East Coast. Like I guess it's just kinda what it was. Like all all the people, like all the races, but it, it was just something in particular that just kinda like struck me since I've been going more because my mom lives down there. It just kinda just 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 start paying attention to things. Like I know it probably don't sound I'm probably not getting this out the best, but it's I maybe maybe another guy would know. And this is probably where a guy comes in handy. But they're they're just different. They're just different. Okay. I mean that's understandable. Um, like a different coast just being again, like you said, more grimy. I mean, if the if the socioeconomics and the racial demographics are vastly different than I mean yeah it is what it is I mean you you look at what the demographics of Buckhead are versus the demographics of the SWATs you can see what the difference is and you can you know you expect to have different experiences there but when it comes to the like I don't I feel like you can be a white person who is around black people and yes you will come off differently than a white person who is a redneck, clearly, but I still feel like then there's you can go in, you can cross that line into imitation of black people, and that's what I'm just like, mm, we can stop right there. And so that's that's like when when you say that they're different, and I'm just like, is it because they're trying to be like black people and, and, and I won't trying even say to that. invade in black culture? Okay, well. And, well, I do think that goes on everywhere, but like, for instance, like, let's say you go and order food and it's just you. I feel like I'm looked at differently or treated a little bit differently when I'm in Jacksonville, Orlando, Daytona, anywhere on the East Coast than than it was when I was in Destin. Like, there were a couple people who I felt like could have been, they just seemed different. Like, you can tell when someone's kind of like, giving you rhythm or whatever but it's just it just seems like it happens more often and i will say jacksonville has a high black population i'm not really sure what it is like in daytona but i want to say it's i don't know i know orlando does um like that's a significant they're not i don't want to say that they're any they're like it's not like no city not too many cities are like atlanta or like you know or dc but there's enough but I really didn't see too many in Destin. I don't know. I, I feel like that does have something to do do with it because of your influences. But I won't say that I heard a lot of people like trying to like say bruh and stuff like that. You know, just regular slang. But it would just seem like like they sounded like they were what they were. But it wasn't like valley girlish or entitled ish. It was just different. But whatever okay. it was, I thought it I thought it was way more attractive <laughs> than the other place. And I'm not trying to offend anybody if you're listening, but maybe you guys can write in with your listener mail and help me out help me out with this. But I do think that's something that uh that I noticed and like but like that's my first time ever for like feeling like that. I was just like and maybe it's with time and maybe it's just with me seeing more things and experiencing more things. But it was just different, but I will just say that that it's just different. 
Yeah. Like I remember when I came back from Jacksonville, I was just like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "Man, the 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 the, the, the white women there were just different." He was like, "What you mean?" He said, and then he's been he's been around a couple places, and he was just he's like, "I kind of know what you mean." He said, "We got places like that back where where his hometown is," and I was just like, "He said, but you can just tell, but it's something that where you feel more comfortable." It's just they. I will say they have more tans, like natural tans, not like Asian orange tans. But it look like they probably just either mixed with something, or they just have a natural brown tan, not that red tan where you look, where you look like a lobster or anything like that, or they're orange. But it, it, it's just different. The style is different, like the hair, the clothes, just the way you know they maneuver is just different. But to yes, me, try and get some more guys because I want to hear so what I, I want to hear if other guys relate to this thing and I'm gonna say this. It. I'm gonna say this because like this may be a good way because I know I mentioned it before like all the people that I've had the the best relationships with were not from Georgia. I will say that they were either from the West Coast or they were from Texas or they were up like New York Philly area. Why okay. I don't know, but. And that's like black, Hispanic, everybody, like whatever race they were, like the women in in the Northeast region of America, the West, like California, West Coast or Texas, and maybe even in Florida, I will say Florida, they, they're just different from to me. Like, I don't know what it is about the women up North. I just don't know. It's just different. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> but I just I feel like I might click or get along more with people from there and the West Coast and just 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 people that are different. Just different. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Um, I mean, maybe it's just the difference in that upbringing. I don't know. Maybe it's just like different viewpoints that attract. Each other? I don't know. Maybe because it, it's there's definitely something to it. I'm not sure what it's called. I know it's a term. I'm not sure what it's called, but I know for a fact, like like it's just different. It's just it's just something different between those regions. And I think those are why those regions are. Because when you think about the South, what do you think about? Like if you want to think of a popping place, what do you think of? You think of Atlanta. <laughs> You think of yeah. maybe Miami, but if you're gonna if you're just gonna go to states, you're gonna think of Georgia, Florida. Like I don't know too many people who really just want to go travel to South Carolina, <laughs> Alabama, <No>. Kentucky, <laughs> Tennessee. People don't want to go there. We think about the West Coast. You think of California in itself because it makes up almost two thirds of the same West Coast. Right. Uh, when you think of up north, what do you think about New York, Philly, Jersey? New York. Yeah. And that's just kind of what it is. So I don't know if it's because these are some of the, And when you think about West or South, I think I consider Texas South too because it's it's the South part of America. But you think about yeah. it, you think of Texas. Those are the places people go. These are the places that are most frequently traveled. And they have unique population, a demographical population. Like they're the most mixiest, I guess. But it's something to it. But we're going to revisit this again for sure. But I did want to throw that out there. I'm glad you did. And I'm, I'm, I will be patiently awaiting for if other people see this too. Yeah, and I guess because I guess because like growing up like and this is something else that kind of stems from Lovecraft Country. Like my grandma was born in 50, 1950. My great grandma was born in 1910. 
And my great great grandma was probably either a slave or one of the first freed people. I can't really mm-hmm. trace my history back much further than that. And I don't think most okay. black people can. But it was always, you know, we always had a healthy dose of, you know, of fear or skepticism about white people. So I guess that maybe why I've never really looked at them like that. Or, but I've never really just been like, oh yeah, like of course Kimberly the Pink Power Ranger, like everybody like Kimberly the Pink Power Ranger, but it, or Sandra Bullock, <laughs> that was my go-to, <laughs> you know. But it was just I just never really like like I don't know, like I like Megan Fox, Christina Aguilera's hot, Pink. I think she's you know she's she's pretty attractive. It's it's a few, it's a few that I know just growing up like through TV because TV, you know, you get to see things that you wouldn't normally see. But I will say yeah. that like some of those same things applies there. And it was just like that was just like my first time really like just been like, hey, like this might be all right. You know, because it was just always like I know growing up it was always like, Hey, don't necessarily date a white woman. I don't really care who you you know, get involved with, but just as long as you don't bring home a white woman because and if she do, she better treat you right. Just because of the history behind it. And I'm in Georgia. It's not like New York. It's not California where it's a little bit more liberal, I'll say. This is Georgia still, you know? So it's just different. I don't know if those things have something to play into it, but it's just different. But I've never really, like, just, just like, looking at their hat, you know? Like, you know, you see some of the moms that come in. You'll be like, oh, she's a nice-looking one. But I've never, like, felt like a... Hmm. (laughs) So, you know, but that's just what it was. But I do know I didn't feel that in Destin. I will say that. (laughs) I will say that. I will say that. Just 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 like looking. I'm always like observing people and just, you know, like trying to figure out some stuff. Like I I like to call it pseudoscience. I like to call a lot of things pseudoscience. Things because we can't measure that. We can't measure Attraction. We can't measure attractiveness. We can't measure the energy around a human body. We can't measure gray matter. We can't measure those things. So it's kind of like a pseudoscience or magic or whatever. You can't, those things I feel like all have some type of pseudoscience to it. And if we did a study to it or about it, I think we could figure out some stuff. And that's the only, that's the only difference between pseudoscience and science is because science will have instruments to kind of measure, engage, and prove. But pseudoscience is like, let's say ores, human ores, the energy that surrounds the body. We have no way to scientifically measure that. We can't yeah. scientifically measure paranormal activity, even though some people can make a case that they can. And that's why they call it like a pseudoscience because it's just like, it is, but you really don't have a way to kind of prove it. But I think there's something right. to this. But we're going to see. No, I think there's something <laughs> to it, too. But, yeah, being able to quantify this stuff, it's not, yeah, it's not it's not readily available. It's not easy or it's just not possible at all to quantify some of these things. I remember there was a clip that was, like, floating around that talked about um, people with symmetrical faces allegedly being the most attractive and Kate Middleton was the was the example and like the black newscaster was in the corner rolling her eyes and I'm just like yeah who the hell did you all poll because (laughs) again I think I felt like I felt like your test group was inherently biased because 
I just, yeah, I don't see it. And like, who, like, who, what other faces did you show them? Did you show other white people? Did you show black people? Did you show, did you show Hispanic people? Did you show people from different places in Asia? Like, you know, it's like, who did you, who is she really up against? Or is it just this, you all were trying to decide if face symmetry is attractive in Eurocentric people? So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it all depends. Like you said, it depends on the demographic of people that you poll. But I will say, I just forgot what I wanted to say. God damn it. I don't know, man. I don't forgot. Now. Oh, oh, oh. One more thing that I noticed while I was down there. And hopefully to all the listeners that, that may be white or Hispanic or whatever race you are, like, hopefully it doesn't make you feel like that's not the purpose. Like I said, this podcast to create dialogue and conversation. And I'm just sharing my experiences and just my thoughts. And it's not to be taken like, oh, well, A1 feels this way. Like, I never told you that. I just said I've never had that attraction. <laughs> That's it. Right. That's it. But so I want to throw that disclaimer out there because people, this this is the year of sensitivity. I can't say that. But one thing I did notice while I was down there is how different people's values are. And so, mm. like, what I was looking at because, like, for instance, like, like I told you, there was a lot of trucks down there. Like, you see trucks in Atlanta, but you don't see you don't see a pickup every every ten seconds like you do in Florida. But everybody had yeah. trucks. Everybody had loud trucks. Everybody had big trucks, like the super duty, heavy duty, where it's like we could tell they probably got a diesel engine in it or whatever. It's just like, why do we place our, like, like, just why do people place their values in certain things? And not just the trucks, but, like, just family and, like, what they deem is a good vacation or what they want to do or what they want out of life. Like, those type of values. And it just, I, it's a lot of things I thought about while I was down there just watching. And I was watching some of, like, the, the family. Because, like I said, the demographic there is a largely white population. A lot of the tourists were, were white, too. But I was just watching, like, how... Some of the families came in, like, a group of, like, maybe 12, 16, all dressed in the same colors, taking pictures and mm. doing things like that. And I know that's not native to them, but for whatever reason, I just thought about it there because it seemed to be a lot of it. But it is vacation, so maybe that's what people do. But I also know it is like like how everybody had cars that were similar, like families had minivans and why they like why might they have chosen those choices or or you know, or just like just being in earshot of people's conversation and the things they're talking about. Like, like I happened to hear this guy. He was like, he was like, I think his name was Ben, from what I can remember, Ben or Bill. I'm gonna go with Ben. Ben sounds better. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was. I was. I was playing an award, and I was walking back, and it was like, hey, are you about you're about retirement? Why don't you go ahead and retire? Retire. And then he said, uh, he said, uh, he said, I can't. I have two more college tuitions to pay for. Ooh, baby. Jeez. It, 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 okay, so I'm not the only one. Um, when he said, I just kind of turned my head back, like, two more to pay for, <laughs> like, in full pay for. It just made me wonder, like, like how much was it? I'm pretty sure they weren't going to the community college. They're probably going to, like, a big school or, like, a state school at least. Um, and just just, just how they, they put their value in education and things like that. Like in that one instance and, and just how they talked about it. Like for me to even thought, for me to even fathom thinking about paying for school, yet alone twice, 
having that amount of money just just kind of made me think like you have the amount of money to pay for college tuition twice so it just, just kind of made me think like just like where are our values and and what and what are we doing yeah i think that a lot of like when you were talking i think that some things get born out of like practicality or necessity and then it evolves into into then some aspects become recreational like when you were talking about the trucks i mean they probably it probably started with functionality because maybe they pull their boats because they're a boat city. yeah pull boats or you know have a need some place to have atvs they have four wheelers um, or maybe they chop lumber and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, well, if I need to have a pickup truck, let me make it the pickup truck that I want it to have and that I want to have. And they start, you know, doing modifications and additions to make it be the aesthetic that they want to have it. And so I feel like that's where a lot like some of those um, are born out of. But yeah, the value on one, even if, I'm sorry, if if I'm retirement age and I still have two college tuitions to pay, I I mean, I understand valuing education, but you couldn't figure out a different way to get that income so you wouldn't have to work additionally for yeah. two college tuitions? Like, are they twins? Are they going to college at the same time? Or are you looking at you have one senior and then you have a freshman coming four years later so you're working like eight additional wait no it wouldn't even be eight additional years because then they have four years no it would four be eight years additional apart. years yeah. depending on what they're yeah, going then, for yeah and so it's just like that's that's wild like i get valuing education but i mean I, it does make me wonder like well, what was the plan? And I mean, maybe there was a plan and it just fell through, like whatever it is. But I mean, yeah, that type of dedication to, I know that I have to do this for my kids, that is, that's, um, that is a value that I don't think is present in all communities. And I think it's not present in all communities for different reasons. It's like, if I feel like if you talk to um, children of immigrants, it was, I feel like I would get a lot of, oh, you know, if you're not an attorney, if you're not an engineer, if you're not a banker or a teacher, you're a bum or a doctor, like you're a bum. Oh, like that's man. what, <laughs> oh, that's, that's all what a lot of like parents from African nations, parents from Caribbean nations, that's all that they see. That's all a lot of them see. And then in the United States, I feel like for a lot of, for a lot of African Americans, it's I'm the first person to go to college and that's enough. Like that just going to college to do whatever was enough. To eat whereas whatever <laughs> you're right. Yeah, like just I I went and that was enough. Whereas it's like uh me, I was telling my mom, like, oh yeah, I wanted to be a fashion stylist. She was like so you want to be a bum? Like, <laughs> That's what she told you. She was like, "What is that? That is not a job." And it was like back to so and I was just like, "So you yeah, want to be a bum? So you want to be a bum?" 
So far, we got two good titles for the show. So I'm, I'm a, before we go in for, I'm gonna say, "So you want to be a bum?" is a good title, and I'm going to say, "Hookers on Slauson and Crenshaw is a good one too. That's a good one. Those are the two I got in my head right now. Hopefully, I don't forget. Those are two very good ones. Yeah, those are two good ones. Hookers on Slauson and Crenshaw. But uh, but go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, I just feel like. It's just, again, it's different values. And then I also don't want to sit here and belittle those values. Because, again, before, it used to be very much okay to learn a trade, become an electrician, become a plumber, become a welder. Like, that was fine in the Black community. And then, again, it it becomes this thing where I feel like we started to want to attain what what whites have and it's fine like if people want to aspire to be a doctor an attorney go for it little black boys and girls but i don't think there's if you have a a a child who's like i want to be a welder okay that's a specialized trade i can't weld nothing i will pay good if i need something welded i will pay good money you have someone weld yeah. it for me. Or get you a table I cannot... bill. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I will do that. And so, so I get people valuing that education. But again, I feel like some, when we start to alienate people and feel like, oh, well, that's not good enough. And this, that, and the third. I'm like, but you, I'm pretty sure you've played, you needed a plumber in your life. That's I'm pretty sure you needed an electrician yeah. in your life. Oh shoot! Are we able to pause? I forgot. I didn't tell my mom that I was doing this, so she's calling me. Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, so I will let you know when you can call me back. All right, I'm probably gonna play some music and, and talk to myself in a second or something. Okay. All okay. right. So in the meantime, guys, while we go on a, a brief intermission, we are gonna play some tunes for you. I'm gonna just play some random stuff that I that I've been feeling a lot. Like we might talk about well, I probably won't even talk about that Cause uh I will say Lloyd Banks Album is out And it's, it's been It's been something that I Really really liked Uh And for whatever reason Bow Wow's bounce with Well I know why Bow Wow's bounce with me Is the first thing that's on my You know I, I can, If I press If I press play it, It'll play But um But yeah Let's see what else I got in my library What else I got in my library That I can play That I won't get taken down for Mm. Let's see. Maybe I'll play this bank song, Element of Surprise. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm a huge Lloyd Banks fan. I don't own the rights to any of this music, so I gotta talk over it. I gotta keep the conversation going. You guys just keep writing in, like for the listener mail. You guys know how to find us on Instagram, Twitter, email. Reach out, like, share, and subscribe. I highly appreciate that. Get them bang. 
what else I got going? Let's switch it up again. That's why I need a, a DJ album. Don't compare me to niggas without a classic album. It don't matter how long I'm missing, they'll ask about them. Fuck all that new drip. You want a hundred thousand dollar wrist. Jeezy up in this thing. <laughs> it's called Therapy for My Soul. Hopefully, I don't get taken down for playing this either because I don't own the rights to this music. But uh, it's something that I think about. It's a song that's uh, near and dear to me. Great beat, great story behind it. I feel like Jeezy was evolving when he did this. He's, trying to heal, he's, he's getting there. Yeah. He's always been good at telling stories anyway though. Been listening to my thoughts and lately I've been concerned. Feel like my soul on fire, let that motherfucker burn. Ain't nobody gave me shit. Like you want to subscribe, everybody turn. remember to write in. I don't own the rights to any of this music. Few hits, even had a few misses. Got clumsy in the kitchen, even broke a few dishes. Street lights got me. So need therapy. I ain't never been the one to complain, that's when I lose Made moves and paid dues, walk in my shoes Don't own the rights like to any of this music, so I really please don't take me down I was drowning and I really saved Just trying to get to my brief and the mission That's on my legacy, never fucked over nobody To make it's a better mission with King, we grew apart Try to sue, he took me to court, shit broke my heart Same nigga, you made a millionaire So you're familiar, main man and he want it all Not for my children, in one fight Oh, let's play some off Lupe. This is something I want to play for a long time. Man, it just makes me It's called Homemade. Have you ever asked yourself where the world is? I know we're going through a lot of songs system. right now. Like, where are we? Like, where does the planet fit amongst this song. all the stars? I might be all right with this one. Who knows? Super brain freeze. But an easier question than that is to ask yourself where we sit in the sea of art history. Like, that's tangible, that's man-made. Man-made art, so the history of it, we sit in. Another, like, sort of framework to dwell on is, like, where do we live? You live in the house. That's interesting. It's all about perspective. Everything's about perspective. Is what you define as a house. Just think about that. But for someone that grew up on the opposite side of the world, what they grew up in, they think of as a house, a kitchen, a living room, a roof, a door, etc. Just shit to think about, you know. Whole bullet point is the world inside it is man made. It's all metaphoric. Man has flaws. Man loves power. Everything is man-made. And what's more dangerous than that? Where is it? But as I digress... Let's see, and that was, uh, that was pretty much the intro to Lupe's uh, latest piece of work with him and Kaylin Ellis and it's called House featuring Virgil Abloh but let me see if I can find what I'm looking for I think it's this one nope it's not that one is it this one nope 
That's another good song to kind of play. So I love that song. Nope, not that one. Oh, I know where it's at. Anyway, anyway, where is it? Let's see what we got. Is this it? Nope. I think Jen is almost ready, but I love this song. I'm going to have all these songs listed in the show notes below. This is Lucky Day Feast from Kate Trinata. If you're not familiar with Kate Trinata, you need to get familiar with Kate Trinata. Let this rock for a little bit. I don't own the rights to these songs. I'm just a low-budget podcast trying to survive. Let's see what label this is on. Don't, don't, ain't it so good when they make it look easy? Special type of woman to make it look easy. Anyway, guys, let me go ahead and get Jen back on the song. Thanks for being with us through our brief intermission. Try to fade this one out if I can. Back in hindsight. Oops, Amy knew that, but <laughs> it's too late now. But let's see. Do 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 do. This is a real podcast. We got actual sound effects. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. We are back. I was I was playing some good songs too while you was gone. I was I was doing some DJ stuff, even though it sounds horrible. <laughs> the music is good though, but. I could probably okay. do some post stuff. Um, but yeah, we were talking about values. Um, yeah, but to me, but like I said, that just from hearing that conversation and just watching and observing the world around me, it just got me to thinking just like what was important to people. And one thing I can say what's unique to all races, cultures, and creeds is family. That's something that I, that I always see that is a... Uh, important that's usually number one high on the list but i think it's more so because i saw families with both parents there you know and it just mm-hmm. got me to thinking like they value family they value whatever it is that's keeping them together so much because like i said i saw moms and dads it wasn't just like i did see single moms i did see dads with their kids by themselves but i saw for the vast majority of the time because like i said it's a vacation town just families even the grandmas were there like everybody was there but it just made me think it just got me to thinking like where people what what how much thought we put into certain things so i don't know but like like i said that was that's that's pretty much sums up my uh my my florida adventures that you'll be hearing more stories from me now y'all heard me talk about florida man on the podcast so you know this shit is wild so 
you know, that's going to be it for that. Anyway, let's segue into... I really got you. So okay, so so you said you didn't watch Lovecraft Country because you didn't pull you in. Yeah, it didn't pull me in. Why not? Like you said you did you make it past the first episode? Mm, I think I did. Yeah, I think I made it I think I was on the second one and it just it wasn't doing it for me. Oh, I forgot what happened in the second one. Was the second one with the haunted house? Ooh, maybe not. Maybe so. You gotta go. Oh, I think I know what happened in the second one. You probably, you probably should give it a little bit more time because I won't, I won't spoiler alert and you know have to do the spoiler alert for the show since you haven't seen it. I don't know if you if you plan on going back and visit or if the listeners have have not seen it. But it is something I'm probably gonna talk about on the show at some point. But there were some important talk points from there that I did want to talk about, and because you know it's kind of like you have you seen Watchmen? I haven't. I remember you asking that. It's <gasps> like I, I remember seeing like the opening of it, and never going back. Never actually watching the whole thing, but I remember thinking the opening was like super cool, and knowing yeah, that I wanted. To see it, but I just I never just did it. But it's all right. But I will say, just because I don't, I, I am gonna say this type before later today. But it just it just reminded me of how much history, because you know both both shows are set around Tulsa and like the Jim Crow era. So I just, it just made me think and made me want to do some digging into my own family because, like I said earlier, like we a lot of black people don't necessarily can't trace their family back, but only so far. So it just got me to thinking about like how it's a lot of, I know for Watchmen and Lovecraft Country, I know there have been talks about not bringing it back for a second season because of how racially intense it was. Like forget all the other stuff that's going on in there, but like the race, but I, it all it all goes back to what I said earlier, like how people want their football, their baseball, their superheroes without the politics involved. And I think that, you know, Watchmen and Lovecraft Country was a good way to show America who it really is. Like putting oh, the medicine oh. in the candy. No one wants, well, I don't want to say no one, excuse me. We know who does not Want to see it. the same reason why they're arguing about teaching critical race theory in yeah. schools, but it 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 literally makes no sense, and that's why this whole Juneteenth being a federal holiday thing again performative because you want to make Juneteenth a federal holiday, but you don't want to teach critical race theory in schools. It makes no sense. So people were just. Who knows what we're celebrating this for? It's just now people have another day off, but we don't want to talk about why this day off is important. So wait, wait, why. wait. We're going to be off for Juneteenth? Well, Juneteenth, uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's a fed- if it's a federal holiday, because again, it depends on the industry that you're in, because... Working in hospitality, when I worked on property level, 
that shit doesn't matter. Like, if we wanted to have it off, we would have to take PTO. It wasn't a paid holiday. But then when I made it to corporate, we had those days off, and they were paid holidays. Um, Where I work now, we don't have holidays off. If we want to, we could take P- we can take PTO for it. So I mean, again, it just depends on where you work. But if it is a federal holiday, then of course, like government workers will have the day off because they observe all federal holidays. But um, it's now some, you know, it's 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 a choice. And I and then I I think it'll be telling about your company for the companies who do elect to give you to make that a paid holiday versus the companies that don't elect to make that a paid holiday. But I don't think that white people should partake in it at all because it's, it's not for you. You're not invited to the cookout. Oh, man. Go to work. But oh, you can't man. do that because, of course, that's, that's, that's reverse discrimination, reverse racism and all the things that they want to say. And I'm just like, mm, whatever. But, yeah, I'm just like... No one, again, they never want to really talk about what it is, but all of that has shaped the history of this country, and it continues to shape what this country is today, and continuing to want to bury it just, it just makes you look more guilty, in my opinion. It makes you look foolish, but being able to tell those stories in new and interesting ways and everything not being a 12 years a slave movie or not being a color purple i i appreciate it because everything isn't just like all of this just outright we're going to learn about this trauma in the most traumatic way that we can find possible but yeah the people who are uncomfortable with it are the people who haven't rectified their wrongs within themselves or how other people's wrongs continue to benefit them because they'll also be the first one to say, well, that's not me and I don't, okay, but you benefit from it and you know you benefit from it. That's why you still won't sit here and face it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because like a lot of people do not know about the Tulsa massacre. Like, they classified it as a riot and i remember in school i remember i don't necessarily know if i remember them them dropping bomb the part where they said they dropped bombs on them on that city mm-hmm. i don't necessarily know if i but i do know it was burnt down to the ground um yeah they they weren't teaching that in school and i want to say i learned about that either my senior year in high school in my ap u.s history class or either i learned about it in college because i went to a hbcu and we had a an african-american history class i don't know if i learned about that then or was it i was relatively i wasn't as old as i am now i can tell you that but um i was pretty fresh and malleable at the time but i remember that but I know that in 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 the city of Tulsa, that's not in the history book. You know how we got like Georgia studies or you know like New York history or whatever. Like I know yeah. when I was in middle school, we had like Georgia studies where we had it's basically the history of Georgia. They omit that part from the history books, and like now I want to say within the last year or two, like they fought to get that into the history books of Tulsa because no one wants to talk about it. And it's funny how a lot of these things just kind of get 
omitted or erased from history because whoever controls the language controls the um uh, gets to write controls the pen they get to rewrite history how they how you fit or whoever conquers makes the rules and that's just kind of how it is like we're not making those decisions but these things need to be talked about. And I think Watchmen and Lovecraft Country is a great way to give you a great history lesson. And putting the, by putting the medicine in the candy, you think you're about to go in here and see your superheroes be superheroes. But now it's set in a historical text. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people like that from what I've been reading online and hearing online. People don't like it. They want their comic books separate from their politics and whatever else going on. But if you do find time or you find another interest, I think you would like it. I think it'd be something good to talk about. I did, so I just went on um, my HBO Max app and I added it to my watch list. So I will definitely give it another try. Cause I know we talked about watching like back in December, but we never got around to it. And I'm just getting around to it. I finished it already, but I'm definitely gonna rewatch it again to see what I missed because it's just so much we don't know. We only know pretty much what we've been taught. Yeah, and it's still like it's still it's still it's still hard. Like what we've been taught, there are still things that I feel are buried haven't been uncovered or will never be uncovered because there are people you know there's oral history of things that you know have died with the people yeah. and it's or you know may not have necessarily even died with the people but other people may know but it depends on who you tell because historically oral history has been discredited by Eurocentric historians. And so that's why so many things that um, so many stories and so much of the history of the African continent, you know, people don't want to believe or people, you know, it's not good enough because it's oral. I'm just like, okay. And so like it's, it's rough and it sucks, but I'm happy that we are at least coming to some type of there are some people who are brave enough to make these again whether it's a documentary whether it's a series where you're trying to make it more entertaining but based in truth that people are at least coming forward and we're learning some of it and i think it's important and i think we have to continue to stand up for that and continue to press for it and push through and ask for real things and making juneteenth a federal holiday is not one of them but again demand for that accountability like we absolutely have to do it yeah and you know it's funny like i've like i know like one of my friends at work he was telling me that they've always celebrated juneteenth i've never celebrated juneteenth and i i found out what it was relatively late in life like i we learned about it in my ap u.s history class because they have uh they have a brief stint where they talk about the jim crow era and black history and things like that but this is atlanta so they talk about it a lot but we're still being educated on it. and i hate to keep saying it because i don't want people to think like i'm just against white because i do like white people and i think i don't think everybody's like that but a lot of these things are not created by black minds or minority minds like this is just the education system that because that's what it's always been and we didn't make the rules they did so right. 
we so we in a sense we do subscribe to that educational hierarchy versus like who says that you know like why why do we subscribe to equating someone's IQ or intelligence how good they do on a graduation test or how good they do on SATs like why do we equate intelligence that way but that's not something we created there's a right. lot of ways that people are intelligent. Some people are intelligent in this way. Everybody has specified skills and specified knowledge in whatever area it is or areas. But what I wanted to say was um, that because uh, I know I said I don't want to, you know, sound like that about like white people or anything. But a lot, of, a lot of these things we just we just don't get because of it. And. um we learned yeah. about what 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 was it we learned about oh juneteenth um in my african african american history class in college and but even still we never really celebrated it was just like though this is the day it's like cinco de mayo and then you have like the real mexican independence day or whatever yeah like it's kind of like that Americans celebrate Cinco de Mayo but like from what I understand just from talking to people who are of Hispanic descent they don't celebrate that that's for us from what they say they say we don't do that and that's kind of how I felt like it is about Juneteenth I think we just never celebrated it we just if and if we did I just thought it was a day to barbecue but I'm bad with days anyway I want to know what holiday Christmas and 4th of July and that's it <laughs> Everything else moves every year, so I don't know. <laughs> so I know for like I didn't find out about it until I went to college and I met people from Texas because it originated in Galveston, Texas. And so place. I know that that you know that and they said that they had been you know people from different cities in Texas had been you know I found out oh no we are you know this is Juneteenth we celebrate it and I was like really and i learned about it from there there was never anything that i learned about in my education and again even when i went to college i didn't learn that in class i learned that from talking to my peers so yeah it's just again leaving those those things out um i do think it's in i think it's wholly intentional i think it's I it's systemic now you know there are some people they don't know what they don't know that is what it is but you know when things are brought to your attention you know that this is an important and pivotal concept or date in the history of this country but then you know you all decide to continuously leave it out of textbooks and out of curriculum and things like that that's when it's like mm, okay now it's no longer you don't know what you don't know it's now you're trying to cover up so people do not know. It's like, what is the harm in them knowing? And it was wild finding out that basically they spent more money covering up what happened in Tulsa than to just pay the people reparations. Like, and if that doesn't show you, like, to the core, how much these people do not want to admit their wrongdoings and don't want to admit the true nature and the true hatred of themselves, I don't know what what does like you are willing to lose money instead of pay people what they are rightfully owed for the crimes against them it's mind-blowing yeah and, and that's that's exactly how i feel because like the, the friend i was talking about he's a little older 
he's from Tulsa. His whole family's from Tulsa. And um, he was telling me that his grandmother is 94 years old, if I'm not mistaken. But his mm-hmm. great-grandma was one of the survivors, and his grandma was one of the offspring of the survivors. So they're steeped in that history. And so he tells me a lot of things and a lot of backstory and a lot of, like, you know, oral and spoken history that, that you won't find in the history books. But it got me to thinking about some of the other massacres because I don't know if you remember the term or the phrase uh, uh, the bloody summer. Yes. That because other things like that happen around the country and around the world, but it got me to thinking about something that I didn't know was a real thing as a kid. But on my second watch as a kid, I realized that it was a real thing. My grandma told me it was a real thing because she was around around that time, if I'm not mistaken, or either my great grandmama, mm-hmm. one or two, and she might have got the story. It's just so much that you get passed down, like from from the things my grandma used to tell us like just sitting there like she used to always tell us a story and that's why i miss my grandma a lot like her birthday was may 24th so i'm so she's been on my mind anyway she's always on my mind but just some of the stories and the 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 scary stories that she would just tell us or just like the great history she would tell us and like where we come from and what they used to do growing up it just it always just stuck with me but it's this place in Florida, West Florida, <laughs> called Rosewood. And it was a small black town there. And they burnt that town to the ground. They made a movie out of it. And that was my first time ever hearing about that. My grandma told me that was real. And then as you get older, you realize, hey, this shit really was real. There is a real Rosewood in Florida, on West mm. Florida, not too far from the coast. Um, it's I want to say they say it's 45 or 48 minutes from Gainesville. Um, so it's not super far but if you do get a chance watch that movie Rosewood but it, it's almost kind of like the Emmett Till story except for the lady in that movie said that she was beat and raped by a black guy when really her abusive husband was beating the shit out of her and they came in the KKK and a bunch of other people that came in and burnt that town to the fucking ground and killed and lynched kids and babies and that's true that's a true story but you don't hear about it in the history book. so it just got me to thinking about all of these things but i said all of that to say even all the lovecraft things because because we because you haven't watched it i said that because i said it 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 spawned so many ideas in my mind because i do have a podcast i like talking i love history but it got me to thinking what if i started interviewing some of these people from that were around or some of their grandchildren or great grandkids that were around in some of these towns and got that history onto the podcast or if I did something separate or we just had segments on here it just got me to thinking about those things especially listening to like one more thing I got to call back to is white women again and I think it's just because I never really paid attention to them like that Cause like I said, some of them are attractive, but I don't really pay too much attention to them like that. Like when it when it comes mm-hmm. to that, that's just everybody has their preference or whatever. And I'm I like everybody. I'm open to any race or whatever. But for whatever reason, I just never really like check for them like that. Probably because all I for a vast majority of my all I was around was black people, so I never really you know I had the opportunities besides on TV. Hint, Sandra Bullock, who's the Top one for me. That's that was my top crush growing up for like white women, and I got others for other races. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> but 
the reason why I said that is because I know you have listened to the the Tara Tara Grinstead case and the Atlanta Monster podcast just like I have. And the way they talked about Tara Grinstead, this this is what I'm calling back to. I looked her up and I'm like, she wasn't that cute to me the way they kept making her out to be. <laughs> and I hate to say that about someone who's no longer on this earth, but the way they talked about her and that, that also goes back to your values and like you said, the asymmetrical face and all of these things. It made me think about that. But that's why I want to call back to now jump back to where I was at. It made me want to do some investigative journalism through a podcast and just get some of these stories out there. And, and, and in a sense, this podcast is that because we talk about a lot of current events. So my kids, my grandkids, my nieces, my nephews, anybody can listen to this and mm-hmm. be able to get a sense of how it was back then in 2006 during a recession you know kind of how i got that idea or the sense of history from my grandma or my uncles about how it was in the 50s the 60s the 70s the 80s or whatever she got from her mom you know so it just got me to thinking about a lot of things i think that would be great like if you could find people willing to share those stories whatever they have from them because again i think that a lot of what people do i think i think so much of the black and white photography from the civil rights movement is meant to make us feel like it was so much further um back in time than it really was yeah but you know like some of these people you know they're their grandkids are just now graduating high school and college. Like it's not, it's not that far removed. This it's is not. people from the civil rights movement are very much still alive and kicking. And uh, like the, the woman who, um, who accused Emmett Till is still living. I thought she just died. It's, wait, she did. I want to say she confessed that she did Ooh. not. I mean, that he did not do that on her deathbed. Let me look her up. I want to say she died. Child. But there were other stories like that from women that did things like that back in the day. So it could have been somebody, but I want to say that she died. Mm. But even if she did, like Emmett Till's accuser comes clean more than 50 years too late. Carol Bryant is her name, I think. No, she's still alive. It does say she's still alive. I don't know why I thought she died. And yeah, it's just like, again, this is, it's not as far away as we think. And I, there's plenty more that these people can tell us that I'm sure will not be found in a history book that people have, you know, just said that didn't happen. You're making it up or it wasn't that bad blah 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 and I'm, no this was someone who lived it i'm i'm definitely more than willing to hear those stories and experiences yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be good to do i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i, I would be open to traveling to places and just talking to people about the history and because remember when i told you i wanted to see if i can get uh keisha lance bottoms on the show i think that's doable 
Um, I just want to like just talk, like not anything necessarily politics or that'll get her in trouble. Like just just shoot the shit with her. Like, hey man, what do you do for fun? What did what was it like for you growing up? X, Y, and Z, kind of like interview, but kind of kind of tie it all into a good dialogue. Yes. But so I, would I remember really, she had said like when she had reopened the Atlanta child murder case, like she, like she has memories of the places that are you know, mentioned like the landmarks, like the arcade we talked about and stuff like that. So even again, it doesn't have to be politics or anything like that, but just hearing like history from people who were there, I think I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think, I think we can do it, especially like living in the times we're living in, like just think about all the things we've been through and we survived. We lived through the coronavirus. We've lived through the, you know, like a lot of racial tension, the black lives matter things. We've lived through the recession, two of them. Um, Mm -hmm. we've lived through nine 11, nine 11. We've lived through several wars. Well, one long, big, long war. We've lived through a lot of things. We lived through a lot of things, and we're still here to tell it. I'm only 32. A lot of people didn't make it to 32 back in the day. So, right. You know, it's just it's just it's just interesting to see. But she's 87 years old, and I would like to not necessarily interview her, but like I would like to hear more from those people that were around then. But it's pretty crazy. Yep. So all of these things got me to thinking about just because I know a lot of people listening to these things and yeah, we crack jokes. We always have serious conversations, but sometimes I feel like we need to have certain conversations also. Mm-hmm. Let's see. But yeah, check out Rosewood if you can, guys. It's a really good movie. It might make you cry. It's sad. It got a lot of like uh, popular or famous black actors in it when they were like not so big, like Don Cheadle. Uh, Ving Rhames is in her Esther Rowe everybody's grandma <laughs> yeah um, who are, they got a lot of good people in there and they just kind of just teach you and I don't know if I feel this way because I grew up in the south so we hear we've heard all of these stories like Mississippi Alabama Georgia South Carolina Florida like just how it was like I don't know if I don't you know it's just it's just different because I'm a I'm a southern kid I grew up in Atlanta like born and raised so we these are common things we talked about like how like the weather yeah and I mean and it, like you're saying these are common things that you talked about but then again like there are other people from the south and it's not a common thing they don't talk about it because it doesn't affect them the same they were yeah. on the other side of it so it's just it's it's not talked about but their history is talked about in school like their history is taught like it is mandatory that you know these things about these people and you're supposed to think that ben franklin and george washington and thomas edison are these great people but you know you're not taught about outside i mean past labor from enslaved people all the wonderful contributions that black people have given to this country, to this world outside of George Washington Carver and the peanut and outside of Martin Luther King, who was still murdered. It's, you know, it's, and that's another reason why we fight and why we say like these things need to be taught because no one else 
it's not uh, where is that <laughs> I, I think that's Bruno's uh, owner's dog I just seen him walk by oh. Oh, Bruno's a boy by the way guys I think I kind of confirmed I could be wrong but I definitely think he's a boy but yeah that's why we sit here and we fight for this stuff because we have to sit here and we have to learn all about your idols and all this but you all don't have to learn anything about us. You all don't have to learn about how anything affects us. It's it's not fair. And again, it's just like, uh, I'm tired of us having to supplement learning our history with making sure that we teach our kids at home and making sure that we teach these things within our community. No, uh, there's there's no okay, let me make sure that I tell you about this great white... Let me be sure I tell you about JFK in white communities. No. We know exactly who the hell JFK is. And outside of him, like, being a president, like, still, there are plenty of other white figures who haven't done... or who haven't done nearly as much as black figures who we don't know about. Or there are moments in white history that are not as important as moments in black history that have been left out. So you can cut it out. Like every white person we learn about and every piece of white history that we learn about is not this fabulous, dazzling thing that we would be lost and we wouldn't understand the dynamics of the country without it. But you can't understand the dynamics of this country if you don't talk about the transatlantic slave trade, if you don't talk about sharecropping, if you don't talk about critical race theory, if you don't talk about systemic racism, it it doesn't it does not give you a full picture of what this country is, what it of what it was, of what it is, and where it will continue to be if you all continue like this. Yeah. You know what? Two things since you did say about their the great whites or whatever I know that sounds crazy but that's crazy um, while I was in Florida and just being in remember how we kind of talked about the parks mm-hmm. like it made me think about cemeteries too while I was there because I always see like every time I go to Florida I see sons of confederate veterans they hold on to this confederacy shit like I never seen anybody be some more proud or 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 hold on to a war that you lost so much in my life but it also made me think about uh like just just these things that are a constant reminder of that we need things that are you know we kind of need something similar for us not necessarily like a sons of confederate veterans but like the way that they praise like robert e lee or andrew jackson or george washington for, for all that matter um like it's just different because we're not taught these things. Like it's it's like it's just everything is centered around that. Yeah. Like like it's horrible. And um, I thought about something else while I was there. I'm trying to think about what it is because it slipped my mind. Um. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what it was, but it has a lot to do with like just our heroes because we're we're all like you said we're always forced to learn about theirs but and they rewrite history because in the show Lovecraft Country like I'm pretty sure you've heard these things before but 
one of the one of i, I want to say this might be a true fact but don't quote me but i know there are other facts like this that exist where there are black minds and black geniuses or creators creators behind a lot of these things but it was always the credit was always given to a white person or they were always the face of whatever it was and mm-hmm. that's something that i would like people to know more about like people always say we built this country no black people built this country we designed the plans for the white house we built the fucking white house by force we designed the plans for dc we designed the plans for a lot of shit the clock the traffic light a lot of shit the first cell phone but we don't get mm-hmm. we don't always get credit for a lot of the things that 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 come from blackness and you know it just it just, it just really makes you think and I, I all of these things came to my mind while I was in Florida which is crazy so um so yeah I think that was it but there was one more thing but I don't know I think it goes back to Florida too I don't know. I don't know. Mm, oh, I know what it was. This has nothing to do with Florida. Oh. Do you feel like talking about the do rags and bonnets thing again? Because we were supposed to finish it, but it might be dead now. Yeah, we can. I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I mean, yeah, we can. <laughs> like just listening, because we did get some listener mail about that, and. I get why people are up in arms about it because, but I, I might have to play devil's advocate like I do on most shows or just in general. Like I, I have to do it just so we can kind of argue both sides. Um, from the men, they always said we, for years, we've been criticizing Bass about our do rags and wearing wave caps and having a long tail in the back. And like now it's kind of like on the women. But it, but for, from what I'm getting from the women is that it's too many people policing women. But my thing is, why is it okay for that same thing to be done to a man? But I also think that that's another question that we should have when there's like more women and more men on. Wait, say that again? Like, like growing up, people were always like, all you wear is that dang do-rag. People would bash men about wearing do-rag in puppet places. Now, women got okay. their they bonnets and scars, and, like, some of the listeners and just talking to more women who participate in, in said activities um, and why they do it, a lot of the, the what I got from it was that um, it's a lot of people policing women and and in women business or or telling women what they can and cannot do the same way they kind of police the bodies or whatever but i was like no one was saying that when when men were wearing do-rags and y'all was kicking our backs in about it you know who was saying that about men man every time i like for 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 me at least from what i experienced i have i've had hair for a large majority of my life and I, I had braids in the past and i'm probably going back to them soon but you have to wear a do-rag at some point in your life most dudes who wear have ways had it but like in the 90s do-rags were a part of like fashion like you wore that shit like it was a coat <laughs> so there there were instances where like people would like kind of clown me for it or like have something to say you don't wear that out in public you need to leave that at home the same thing they're saying about women's bonnets they were saying about men's do-rag back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s 
okay, did you all speak up for yourselves, gentlemen? I mean, clearly you all haven't stopped because um, you all still doing it today. Me, I guess I was too young to even know it was a thing. But like thinking back on it now, and I'm just like the things that that we're that we're talking about now, just like you know. I don't know, cause some people thought wearing the do rags is ghetto. Some people think wearing the bonnets is ghetto, but it's or or whatever it is. And I hate that word, but that's what that's what people say. And I, and I think that I don't know. And but, I mean that's understandable. I can. I mean I don't. If he want, if someone wants to wear their do rag, they want to wear their do bag. I don't think that it's up for policing just as much as a bonnet isn't up for policing. But I still think that historically black women have still been critiqued more than black men by everybody. So um, I think that still plays into it because at the end of the day, there's, um, there's intersectionality of oppression. So black people are oppressed because we're black. But on top of oppression from our race, women are oppressed for being women. And so there are things that men get away with, with patriarchy and with male privilege that women will not get away with. And so because of that, I do think that we, the bonnet discussion and just women's looks and black women's looks in general still have been critiqued harder than that of men than than that of black men and so i think that also plays into it but i don't again i think there's a time and place for everything walmart your flight whatever who cares who cares like it's not that big of a deal um again like i said i wore my bonnet all the way up until i was getting ready to go to the wedding now if i wore my bonnet to the wedding now it's like <laughs> that's what you but, a lot. Yeah, like that's no, that wouldn't have been appropriate. But uh I just the critiquing, yes, it is it does go on on both sides. I've definitely seen it. But I do think that with most things, things for black women are harsher than that for black men. Because again, it's that intersectionality of oppression. We have, they say, we're doubly cursed. We're black and we're women. Yeah. And so we're oppressed two times over. Um. And I and I I agree. I honestly feel like to be people should be able to do whatever they want when they want, as long as you're not interfering with anybody else. To me, it don't really matter. But I guess just just like i said just listening to women and the men on the subject is like i guess the men want answers and the women want freedom to be women however whatever that looks like however that feels i think that's kind of what they're looking for and um just just talking to some women that are not on the podcast just how they felt about it like everyone had mixed feelings about it everyone had lines off we don't want to see you in the airport with it. we don't want to see you in a grocery store we don't need to see you in, the, in in your hospital visit with it and then some people saying like what if you're traveling what if she just got her hair done it was a lot of different things and i understand why people wear bonnets i understand why people wear do-rags more so you know than most people do but it was it was just a lot and i seen a lot of other the, the funny thing to me was that there are women 
saying a lot of these comments about other women more so than I see the men doing it. And there are women like defending it and there's women like like, you know, condemning it. And it's just it's just interesting to see. That's why I was like, I don't necessarily know if we're gonna talk about it again because we kind of feel the same way about it, but we would need somebody who feels the opposite or somebodies that feel the opposite. But in the grand scheme of thing, is it super important to us? I don't know. But it was worth a mention because it's kind of current events. I am going back and I'm trying to find like the tweets that I had seen, like really, really delving a little deeper into it. And I cannot, I'm going to find it though. And I'm going to read them. I think one of them was like a legit article about um, the policing of black women's looks, but I'll find it eventually. Okay. And if, and if we don't find it like before we end or something like that, I'll just read up on it and then we'll probably touch on it later in life or on the show or whatever. Um, I don't know. But while you were gone, I did play uh, a Lloyd Banks song. I didn't play anything off his new album, but I told the listeners that, he, <laughs> that, that it was out. Did you listen to it? I still have not listened to it. Oh, man. <laughs> You're not from New York. I knew you were from Jersey. You're from East Orange. Whatever. Aren't you? <laughs> Whatever. No. Um, I did like his album, but I played uh, the the Lloyd Banks song off of uh, the Griselda or the, uh, what is it? The BSF? BSF? Uh, BFS? I don't know. Whatever it is. Um, little compilation that they had. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty good. But I was just going through a couple of songs, but check that out. And I might play him as one of my sleeper songs. Well, not sleeper songs, but songs of the week, too. But I don't know. That was pretty good. And there was another segment I meant to tell you that I wanted to introduce to the show, but I'm not quite sure <laughs> what it is. Now, I got to start writing things down because it'd be so much, as you can see, <laughs> like it'd be so much stuff going through my head. Like sometimes I just be standing off just thinking about the next show, the next show. And like I said, I got the next four or five shows kind of lined up already, what I want to talk about. And sometimes I'll just steal from episode 56 to put something in now or go back and revisit a topic that I didn't get to touch on from 21 or 20. 52 or whatever but it's always something going through my through my mind so I don't know let's see what else I got here on the docket I think we might have hit everything that we need to talk about only thing we didn't do is men talk but I guess we kind of talked about that in listener mail because there will be an all male show coming up soon and you know we're we're gonna get some more people on the show um I think that might be it. I think we hit everything. Oh, one more thing. Okay. Should jobs make getting the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory? (sighs) This is a big fat no for me. I mean, I think like jobs don't ask about any, any, I've never worked somewhere where they ask for your, vaccination record 
Well, I, I'm going to say this because I do work in healthcare. When I got hired, they did ask for my vaccine record. But they do make us get flu shots every year around October. And I know the next big thing that's on the docket, that's a hot topic, is whether they should make COVID vaccines mandatory. And I think that's a I think to me, it just seems like a good way to be able to for jobs because most people have a job in America to get the vaccine. That's a good way to get the numbers that you want if you're making it mandatory, get vaccinated or don't come back to work. And I don't think you should be able to do that because the longer this goes on, the more and more we start hearing about people having these adverse side effects or different strands and then so now we got to get another shot because this other strand coming out like what exactly are we putting into our bodies and why but i think everybody should have the right to choose and i thought about this like the same way we give women my body my choice i think that should apply for everybody across the board for whatever it is if you don't want to put something in your body, you don't want to kill something in your body, that's your prerogative. But you should not enforce your views on everybody else. Like, if you want it, get it. If you don't, don't. I'm fine with wearing my mask, but I don't want anybody to force me to do something. And right now I'm just thinking about, like, if they do do it, do I do I continue to work at my job and just be, you know, go full-time at this? Do I have the funds to survive? And they kind of put you in a predicament to where they do it, and they use all this legal jargon or this legalese to, uh, to justify or to make it seem like a thing isn't really a thing. But I know how to talk in circles, too, and I know how to read in circles, too. So it's to me, I don't think they should make it mandatory. I think they should make it optional. And if, but my thing is, if masks have been proven to work, why do we need to do it? I'm fine with wearing my mask. I feel great. I have no complaints. But don't force ever, don't force your opinions on other people to where it's like changing their lifestyle. It's one thing to talk about your pain and debate, but when you're inflicting or imposing your will on somebody or taking away their right to choose, that's 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 something for me. But so what about all the other vaccines that we have been that you've been required to take? I mean, I know it's different because now we're adults, but what about all the vaccines that children are required to take to enroll in school and things of that nature. It's, I mean, do you just want more time to figure out to, and more testing of the vaccine, more data on what the side effects are? Because eventually it's, I mean, eventually it's going to come to a point where this is going to be something that's required again, maybe not for, adults who have jobs but to go back to colleges they they were saying you needed to have a COVID-19 vaccine but what difference is it from any other vaccine that you had to have when I entered college I had to submit my vaccination record and I mean it it the vaccine I mean all those vaccines had the same all had the same end goal to help protect you from getting some type of disease. And so that's still the same. It's the same end goal of the COVID-19 vaccine. But again, maybe because it has, you know, this has only been a thing for a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I can understand maybe where people are like more testing. We want to see how it affects the body for a while longer, but I'm pretty sure that eventually it's going to get to be where it's mandatory for certain things. And I don't see how it's any different from any other vaccine we had to get in our adolescence. This is, this is my, this is my counter to that. If I can swallow this damn Skittle. (laughs) Um, Growing up, like you said, we did not have a choice in whether we got those or not. But as an adult, we do have a say over our bodies. So I'm going to start with that. Two, when was the last time you met anybody in America with chicken pox? When was the last time there's been a measles outbreak? When was the last time there was a polio outbreak? Even though that's one of the more recent, you know, epidemics or pandemics we've had. I haven't. And I don't know if I caught chickenpox on my own or did I get the vaccine and then got chickenpox. Me and my siblings, we all had it at the same time. But I'm saying that to say is there's this thing that they like to talk about herd immunity. If my and that's something I think about because at some point I'm going to have kids. I want to have kids. I've all I've dibbled, I've been back and forth on whether I should get them vaccinated. One, because it's kind of ingrained in us to do. And I, that that goes to to my to my big point. I'm gonna say that for later. But that's kind of ingrained in us to do. It's kind of like, well, my mom got it, we got it, everybody had to get it. But that also goes, you know, to us not changing the system. Like this is the way things. This is the way school has always worked. Do we really have a need for a chickenpox vaccine right now? Do we really have a need for a polio vaccine right now? Like how? What's the threat level for some of these diseases that we've gotten vaccines for in the past? Maybe hepatitis B because that kind of floats around in in certain populations. Like I know that's a thing in jail. Hepatitis B or a one of or C one of them. Um, different things maybe in a healthcare setting where you're flying people in and now you get a lot of immigrants in that in that case yeah i can kind of get it but for me it's just like when are we you know like for like some of those older vaccines it's like how often are we coming in contact with somebody who can potentially infect us with chickenpox in other countries yeah we can get it so maybe when you're traveling abroad in the grand scheme of that yeah but I just feel like just some things we have not changed. Like there has to be a better way to do things. And I know there's like an anti-vaxxer movement. I know there's people who are just like in a position where like me that are in, in limbo and you know, I'm a science guy. I love science. I like, I like that type of thing, but I, I would like to just have a bit more choice over what I put into my body. And I'm not against getting the COVID vaccine. I do want to see, I do want to give it a little bit more time, but I don't know how I feel about vaccinating my kids because I honestly feel like there's the threat level for them getting some of these things is relatively low. But then again, you don't want to not get some of the vaccines that we've been gotten and then your kid is sick or die. You know, so it kind of puts you in a tough place. I mean, what when you say like recently have there been chicken pox outbreaks, have there been like what what is recent to you? Like for me, the last time I heard anybody having chicken pox was when I was in like 
first, second grade, maybe even kindergarten. I don't know anybody I mean, that's had chicken pox. Like, had chicken pox in their adulthood? I do know that there are people who've had it in their adulthood, but I also heard about those people when I was a child. Um, I do know people who've never been vaccinated and have never had chicken pox in their life. And I always say, hey, just be careful if it is. But what I'm saying is, like, when when was the last time we had a chicken pox outbreak in America where we had to worry about it? I don't think. But isn't the chicken pox vaccine, is the chicken pox vaccine required i want i, I want to say it is i'm not quite sure what i know we got to have the tdap is required to go to school for certain levels um your hep one of your hepatitis is like i got my vaccine record somewhere around here but i want to say chicken pox was a thing that was required i could be wrong because like i said i got that when i was like in kindergarten first grade second grade at the most um i'm not sure because again, if it's something that's required, then I think that that again that gives good reason to say, well, this is why it works. We're not having outbreaks because people are required to have it, or we use herd immunity. Herd immunity. If herd immunity was real, we wouldn't have people wouldn't get colds anymore. People wouldn't get the flu. Well, like there's no way that everyone can become immune to something. Do we learn? Does our body evolve and learn how to handle it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. But I think that's the point of that's also the point of the vaccine, introducing that to the body. So in a small, non-active dose, and then this way, your body now knows what what it is to ward off if it does come back into the body in an active and in a larger quantity. Yeah, true. But for me, it's like, for herd immunity, doesn't necessarily mean everybody has to get it to be immune. Because there is there is no such thing as immunity. Um, but I think that's where herd immunity comes into. So many people are or able to resist it or they may have some sense of immunity to it to where it's not being able to be transmitted to people so basically with the COVID they're trying to say for in order for us to get herd immunity we got to reach 70% to where even if the rest of the people don't get vaccinated it won't spread because enough people can't get infected to get it and so if something's pretty much non-existent you don't really have to worry about it in, in a sense and so for me I just feel like I just don't want anybody to tell me what to do with that. Like, I'm not against getting it because if in time, I probably will get it. Like, I'm not against getting vaccines, but I just, I just, when they start talking mandatory, you start putting these words, I just kind of make you think. Makes you think what? Because this would be the first time I ever had a choice in whether I had to get a vaccine. Everything else I've okay. been told I had to get, it was mandatory, it was required for something. Okay, understandable. So this is the first time you've had, you can choose it on your own. And so what this mandatory, 
behind it, do you think there's something like an ulterior motive why they want it to be mandatory? Um, I don't really think that, <laughs> but me is just, just because I'm so close to the health world and I know people that work at the CDC and the pub, what is that? And the public health system for, for Georgia, just some of the things I hear and see. And I, I was a science major in school. So it's just, it's just certain things you just kind of just, just, just kind of make you raise your eyebrows too. But I don't think it's like a conspiracy or anything or like these things. I just, me personally, I just want to have more time for this to to see. And I know, like I said, I'm a proponent of uh, technology and science. And, you know, them being able to speed this up at the rate that they have is, is amazing. But I also don't think that we've had enough time to try because traditionally like most people know that most medicines go through a clinical trial i think we skipped that and now the experiment is now us right now to see how it's going to work against people mm-hmm. and so like sometimes i do feel like we're in a giant experiment we're always in some type of giant experiment anyway i even have my own little experiments with people you know, they don't know it, but I, I'm watching and I'm just watching the reactions of whatever happens to when you put these type of people in the room or just in the world, whatever, whatever experiment it is. So I feel like uh, right now that's the stage we're in. Like we're, this is the experiment. And is it a good experiment? Yes, because if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't work. But the only way to know whether yay or nay is to is to do it. I mean, yeah. So who? I mean, who you? You gotta do it on people. Yeah, and I, and I and I just hate that. And I'm glad that people volunteered to participate in getting the vaccine and helping us get to whatever level of herd immunity herd immunity we're trying to get to if we've reached i don't think we have but they say we got x amount of people vaccinated which is which is which is good but mm-hmm. for me i just i just know that right now this is the trial trial state like for instance I want to say it's either Prilosec, Zantac or Prevacid that we've been hearing about since the 90s they took that off the, the market. We've been giving it, we've been prescribing it to our kids at my job, and they found out it was causing something. Because enough time has passed for them to say, hey, look, there's a real link between this. And right now, it's only been what, six months, seven months, eight months? Mm-hmm. There's not enough time. That's a small sample size in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things. As far as for, versus when you have like whatever it was either Prevacid, Zantac, something. It was it was like an anti, a acid reflux medicine we were taking or a heartburn medicine that we've been prescribing. That now maybe ten twenty years later they're seeing the side effects of it. Like remember those mesothelioma? If you are a victim of mesothelioma, like that came from a place. Yeah. And that wasn't a thing maybe in the 50s and 60s, but in the 90s, that became a thing because more information was available. They had a longer time to kind of like do trial and error tests and, you know, back up their theories and test their hypothesis. So, but it's like for us, the alternative, people didn't want to do it. What, wearing a mask? 
wearing a mask, True. staying they behind in the house. True. Uh, yeah, just just acting like you had some sense and could follow direction. True, and, and, and that that's the great thing about it is that people can go back to acting a fool. But I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Like I like life when people weren't acting a fool and everybody was in the house. Like things were better. But I also feel like there's a large push because people simply don't want to wear masks. And I get you. I'm with you on it. Like, I don't necessarily want to wear it, but I don't necessarily not want to wear it either. But wearing a mask was something that I've always done for years before this even happened. Allergy season, I'm wearing a mask. Until it's over. Well, well into July, <laughs> I was wearing a mask. Hot, cold, whatever. I was wearing it. But that's just me. Everybody's not like me, and they're like, "Hey, they can wear a mask." But I, and I get it. I get it. And they I, feel like it. Go ahead. No, go. No, well, I, the last thing I was gonna say was that I feel like a lot of the push and a lot of making this mandatory is going to be because people don't want to necessarily wear the mask, especially like in a healthcare setting. Like right now, they're experimenting with like people who are not patient facing or that are not in like basically won't see any patients cannot wear their mask if they've been vaccinated but people in patient care still have to unless they're in a place where there's no patients around like the break room or something like that but the places where you cannot wear your mask and be fine is limited versus the people who don't face patients but there are people still sick so I really don't really understand that like I do but I don't but I feel like there's going to be a push for hospital workers or healthcare workers to wear it just because of the majority of people got it already and they're they're the minor they're they're the majority versus the minority. And that kind of goes back to how it kind of works with anything when the when the majority and the minority got a clash. But don't so the people you don't think the mask the anti-maskers they don't have the same my body my choice mentality that you do you know what i never really thought about it like that but i do i do think i do feel like they they do and i guess that's where i guess that's where the dilemma is <laughs> right and that's a good point and it also is like cause i also thought about something today when i was at work because like I said, most of the people I work around have been vaccinated from what I understand. And it is like, uh, you know, my body, my choice. Like, like they're, they're the equal opposite of what I'm doing. And I know it was like a part of like, don't you want to do your part in helping stop this like I am? I'm just not doing that part. I wear my mask. That works just as fine. There's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And that's just, that's just kind of how I feel about it. true like I don't think either one of the solutions is wrong but telling people that it's mandatory I guess is is a thing like if they like right now I know they're releasing a lot of mask mandates they're not telling you that you can't wear your mask you know you can still wear it if you want to and I'm probably still gonna wear mine for a very long time um and right now they're not saying that you have to get the vaccine. It's kind of up to you. You do or you don't. But for somebody to say, mm -hmm. hey, you have to do something for your body, like putting something in, like like you have to wear clothes. I look at masks like now, like it's part of my wardrobe. 
Like I don't know too many places where you can go and not not wear clothes unless it's like a nude beach or a swingers club or a strip club. Okay, but what difference does it make if you don't? Don't wear your mask? No, if you don't wear clothes. Me personally, I think we I don't think we necessarily need clothes. <laughs> we were okay, but need. you're someone you're listening to someone tell you you have to wear clothes. So you do that. True, and that also goes back to the system. That also goes back. This is just how things have been. <laughs> so there are certain mandatory things you'll listen to, but other mandatory things you won't listen to. Mm. I'm gonna have to go with yeah on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am because you know, like, like your mom said, you got to be home by nine. You gotta eat your vegetables, the, you know these type of things. You know you just kind of do them or whatever, but you don't necessarily like them. Like I said, I'm. But you di- hmm, Go ahead. Like there's supposed to be some semblance of it's supposed to be good for you. It is supposed to help you in some which way, shape, or form. You wear clothes so you don't get sunburned, so you don't get bubble gum stuck on your balls when you sit <laughs> on the train. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> so you don't like. So my boob doesn't get slammed at a door. Like, True, and life is better. Cause did we talk about the, the like shaving your genitals? We talked about it on here. You talked about the possible sponsorship, but we have not actually talked about it. Oh, okay. So it. Like, yeah, we talked the about whole the sponsor. Thing. Okay, but yeah, but th- so there's a reason for clothes. I, like, as I've gotten older, I understand there's a reason because it protects you, but. I think the mask protects you too. I think the vaccine protects you too, but I think they should just give on this one. I think they should just give us a choice. I mean, I understand people. I understand skepticism and wanting more time. I do get that, but it's the people who are skeptic who, who one who don't believe it exists altogether. That's wild to me. And then the people who are skeptic, and you don't want to get the vaccine, but then you also don't want to wear a mask. And I'm just like, okay, so you just don't want to do anything you to try what? and help. And that's why I said you have to do one or the other. That's something I thought about too. Like you have to do one. You can't do neither one, but you have to do one maybe to help. And it's just, but I mean, again, I feel like a lot of the people who have this my body, my choice, they're going to carry that on both the vaccine and the mask. But again, there are things that are mandatory. You go, you know, every store you go into, no shirt, no shoes, no service. So you go into the store with the shirt and shoes, right? So you can follow that, but you don't follow the mask. Those are the things that, that really, that, that really I just don't get it and they won't like how I just said to you so you will follow some mandatory things but you won't follow others and you just said yeah I'll have to say yes they will argue <laughs> you down and I'm just like but this is like you are listening to Walmart when they tell you you have to have a shirt on in here you have to have shoes on here you'll listen to them for that but you won't listen about a mask and you're gonna say things like you can't breathe and all this other nonsense. And I'm like, um, you can, when plenty of people have shown that you can breathe just fine in a mask, people, surgeons do surgery with masks for hours and they don't pass the hell out. Like it's, 
it's malarkey. Like if you just are some type of awkward denier Scientologist something, then say that, please. But I hate it when it gets rolled into things like, oh, my my body, my choice and stuff like that. When there are people who are fighting over like legit my body, my choice issues and you're bitching about a mask. Meanwhile, there are people telling me that I have to carry a baby to term from a gentleman who raped me. Like, no, don't don't use that phrase for that, please. I think it's I do think that that's a little it's it's rude. It's I'm, insensitive. And I'm slightly with you on that, too, because I do feel like I like first, stuff like that is just different, like abortion and putting something in your body. I classify those as two different things, even though it's it's the same as we you know with the mask or not wanting to wear but like i think some things like we grew up like for as long as i can remember i've been in clothes you know so some things like we just grow up doing like 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 for some people normal was like keeping the black people and white people separate for, for some people normal is not seeing anybody from a different race at all for some people growing up poor is normal like that's what you know that's what you do kind of it's kind of like learn behaving i think we've all been programmed to an extent on certain things mm-hmm. you know and I think that's just kind of what that is you know I think I think a little of that has to uh, some of that has to uh, uh, some of that has to do with that I really want now you really have me wondering if there are jobs that are making you get it well I know the, the hospital in Houston is trying to um, get people to do it I know that some of the workers who didn't get it put up a lawsuit but they lost that case for whatever mm. So, so it's definitely going to be something that's uh, something that's interesting to see. Um, and then it becomes like I just don't like the whole honor system for everything just bothers me as well. Again, if you just this oh vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask but i'm like who these people are not going to be honest that's just something that bothers me so much yeah they're not they're not gonna be be honest about it like there's people trying to pull tricks now with fake vaccine cards or uh whatever covid shot cards or whatever to go places or fake passports or fake driver's license there's always going to be someone trying to cheat the system yeah and then it's like but then you also have this sect of people who believe that now the vaccinated people are infected and they wear masks to not catch whatever they feel the vaccine has put in vaccinated people's bodies and i'm like i guess everything comes full circles by any means if you're wearing a mask at least we got something out of you the reason you're doing it for i might think you're a complete moron 
But hey, at least you're not breathing your germs on me at this point. It's just, it's so wild. It's just so wild to me because we've seen so many other countries handle this so much better. And the people are just so much, they're so much more receptive and they're so much more smarter and compliant. And we're just, we're just a bunch of, idiots who don't want to believe science again if 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 nothing masks and not having contact with other people is going to lower the transmission and if you can't understand that part of communicable diseases then we're doomed and there are too many people who do not understand that part of communicable diseases so here we are doomed here is New Zealand having full-blown concerts and here we are again we're open but it's still not safe like we still have you know people still being hospitalized like there are places with zero new cases for days at a time and we still are having issues because people just don't get it and they never will get it and I do think that the administration that we had beforehand definitely set this off on the wrong foot. Absolutely. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's exactly what it was. But I don't know. This was this was definitely interesting. We might revisit this one again too. Okay. See how it goes. Um, but anyway, we are going to wrap because it's getting late. It's getting late, guys. Thanks for bearing with us through this show <laughs> but, um, go ahead and give me your song of the week so I was actually a little surprised by this one um, because I thought that I would have leaned towards something else and of course now the name of the song escapes me shoot it was Bobby Sessions and of course I'm going to get it confused with the song that I thought it would be. Hold on, hold on. Uh okay, so it was from the album Manifest. And I thought that it would have been Gold Rolex because it features the wonderful Benny the Butcher. But uh, my favorite song off the project was actually Heaven on Earth. Um it samples yeah um it samples um the shy lights have you seen her like throughout the whole song and i just think that it was a real i just liked how it was used just like in the background and then there are like these these birds chirping at Mm. the end that remind me of the beginning portion of michael jackson's um break of dawn and so I think that those are two things that really make me like this. I mean, this, the whole song itself is good. Like everything in the middle. Again, I said he samples the shy lights throughout the whole song, but like his lyrics, like everything about the song is good. But it was just like those two things stood out to me. And I think it, um, I think they helped me like it a lot more. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm about to check that one out. I don't know what my song of the week is going to be. Uh, oh my I, gosh! I don't, I don't. I thought it was gonna be because I've lately I've been playing a lot of rap, but I think I kind of want to get back to my um 
my R&B or my my chill music, but um, let's see. Um, I don't know. There's so much to choose from. Let's see. <laughs> Like I, 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 I don't know. Let's do. I'm gonna do. Okay, I think I'm gonna do um, Nissan Versa Coupe. Uh, Nissan Versa Coupe by Jordan. What I don't think I've played that one on here before, but I'm gonna have to go back and add it in in hindsight as usual. But um, okay. I think I'm gonna go with that Nissan Versa Coupe by Jordan Ward. But as usual, okay. guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Like, share, and subscribe. Appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the listeners in Ohio, Stockbridge, the UK. And shout out to all the listeners that wrote in for listener mail. Uh, you know who you are. I shouted you out earlier. Um, be nice to people. Try to be understanding, especially if it's something that you have no clue about. Um, don't interfere with people's work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't do that. Um, and uh, the stagnant women just want to travel, you know, and try to learn something new. Oh yeah. New. And watch Rosewood. Go ahead, my bad. No, wear your mask. Wear your mask or get a vaccine. You, you you have to do one of the two, I guess. I guess it's kind of making it mandatory, too, but do something. <laughs> you can't do nothing. Please. You got to do something, please. But I think that's it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, searching through the streaming options, it seems if you have Amazon Prime, Rosewood, or that's the most economical option for two ninety nine on Amazon. People other places it was like three ninety nine and above. Yeah, I looked at that too because I'm definitely gonna buy. It. I was either gonna look in the Walmart, you know, like the 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 DVDs they got in that box. But that's a lot to do. But I definitely want to get that movie because it's a really good movie because I want to show it to some people in particular. But check out Rosewood, check out Lovecraft Country, check out Watchmen. Do your history, do your research. Don't just let people lead you blindly. Open your eyes. Yeah. And peace and love to everybody and be nice. <laughs> Good night. And we're out. All right. All right, I'll, I'll let you. Okay, have a good night. All right, you too. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, we are now at the uh, Song of the Week section, and we're going to go with Jen's song, Heaven on Earth, by Bobby Sessions and Rick Ross. Let's see what this is like. Yeah. It's Juneteenth, guys. I hope you guys are having a good weekend. Yeah. 
eat back at high school at the lunch line i think about it sometimes more inside the mind i was 10 toes on the front line don't choke when it's crunch time verses become difficult and hooks harder to come by holes harder to fuck now watch can't get it bust down read over them bank statements the cash ways and philippe chow white i guess was too basic need ice over your teeth now missed out got a pretty good flow in the street now god i pray for more health more peace, more wealth, more prosperity. Please keep these bitch ass niggas around me. You gotta manifest. Hold up, hey, young legend. Mixtape didn't blow up. And I don't own the rights to any of this music, guys. So please don't take me down. If you like the music that's being played, go out and support, search it, play it, stream it, buy it. You can't have no Walmart budget shopping at the Target, homie. Flow is bad. She left you for a bitch. Now she carpet munching. Sparkle left your eye. Can't buy them bottles with them sparkles on them. Fuck that opportunity. It's about what you gon' do with it. Scales and AJ ruined my record, but niggas ain't even ruined it. Father's Day is Sunday. I was grinding, eating tuna fish, stressing over when that. You got your dad's in your life telling you love him. Get him something nice. Don't, don't do the traditional thing or the, the cliche thing. Tools and a tie. Or watch. If I die before I wait, follow will. It's some M's that's inside my bank. I'ma spread it to my fam. Make sure they good. Need mirror of my face deep inside my hood. If I die, please don't cry. Dry your face. Leave roses by my grave while you pop champagne. Go watch in the Oh my god to the niggas who be missing sleep. sleep. Heaven sat down on the toilet, it done been a week. Mind focus, eyes open on my mental beast. If I make it in the heaven, pray I send a lease. Put my pistol on my person and I lace my sneaks. I pull the vengeance from my cross always has a good flow. Basement boys, penthouse prayers. Their presidents will awake feds. Fast, pretty cars followed by the rage. Payroll for the hitters, all expenses paid. My nigga still alive, somebody mama praying. Kill him with your kindness, all my mama saying. We all started labels, now they all abandoned. Niggas running around, but I'm the only standing. Cocaine still a cargo button up the panels. No, we did it large traffic in the family. And again, I don't own the rights to any of the music that you're hearing play, so please don't take me down. I gotta talk over this so that I won't get taken down. And if you are enjoying the music, you know, Alright, that was Heaven on Earth by Bobby Sessions and Rick Ross. And I'm trying to get to my song, but it's acting a little weird right now, so bear with me. Where'd it go? It was just here. I guess I gotta find it this way. Sometimes technology can be a little temperamental. Anyway, and if you guys are listening, you don't know what Juneteenth is. That was the day. I'm give you a brief history lesson. Um, that was the day that slavery really officially ended because in Texas there was still slavery for a good period of time after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. So no, that isn't the day that the slaves were free, and the Emancipation Proclamation did not free the slaves at that time it just freed the, the slaves if you look at it it's a lot of 
you just got to know how to read what they're saying. And basically, that just said, free the slaves in a land of rebellion, which was the South. They were the only ones that were technically rebelling against whatever was going on in the world at that time. So just look it up, you know, do your research on it. But anyway, here is my song. It's Nissan Versa Coupe by Jordan Ward. I'm not sure if I played this on here before, but I love this song. It's just so smooth. You got a good voice. Put you in chill mode. And I do what I gotta do In my place of solitude That's the Nissan Versa Coupe Stick and move, it's not personal 26 hours across the damn nation, 10 and 2 hand placement. What a dream, guillotine, snuggling my advantages. But it's all gravy, what made me is risky chance taking. New kids with fan pages, new kids who working gigs for former school dance ages. 9, 10, 14, they Again, this is Jordan Ward, Nissan versus Coupe. To get ahead, need hella bread Off of AP at the summit. Used to drive a tourist, but I crashed that. Driving home from prime, I took so many naps back. Lucky she traded and came back with two new hatchbacks. Thank God, let me fill the tank up. We don't got a train ride no more. We don't need a plane ride, let's road trip this shit. Pack everything that I own on Route 66. From Dutch Town to Tinseltown, I, I got some stuff. the right to any of this music, guys. And I do what I like, share, and subscribe do. if you like what's going on on the show. If you like music, support these artists. That's Stream, buy, download, whatever you need. And as always, if you like the show, like, share, and subscribe. Technical difficulties, guys. I got cut out again. Out the script. I just stay low key on the grind and out the mix. Probably should rest more. Just go chill on the couch and shit. Ask anybody. I only go to the house to shit. About to flip out if somebody don't notice that I've been growing. No, this is all freelance, but shit, I deserve a promotion. Working niggas is coasting. Rookie niggas is boasting. I didn't check myself. Corrected, bless the veterans and some more shit. Four years later and the picture's different. Make six new digits and my homies say my whip is different. I don't have a name for this yet, Radio and Brooklyn, Jordan Ward, Nissan versus Coop. Off of his EP, A Peak at the Summit. And I am your DJ, DJ One, at least for the Song of the Week section. Stick and move, it's not personal. Come through when they need me to. In my place of solitude. The knees are versatile. Stick and move, it's not personal. Alright guys, again that was Jordan Ward, Nissan Versa Coupe off of his EP, A Peak at the Sun. If you like the music that you heard, support these artists, remember like, share, and subscribe to the show so we can keep this going. And I might play one more song just to ride us out. Let's see what I'm going to play. I think I'm going to play a little bit of Currency Misty to ride us out guys off of the Collection Agency. Mixtape that he got. But uh, if you like what you heard today on today's show, like, share, and subscribe. Download us on all DSPs. 
Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon Store, I guess is what it's called, Google Play. But if you need to rate us, leave a comment, feel free to do so. That, that highly and tremendously helps us out, and I highly appreciate it. Um, but stay tuned in the next couple of episodes. I have some, some good news, some good facts to, uh, to share with you guys. I want to do it here on my platform. It's a little personal, but just, just stay tuned. There's some good news. Some good news. Information, I guess. I guess I'm gonna leave it at that. Some of you guys may know, some of you may not. Then share some uh, Anyway, hope you guys be safe this weekend. Again, it is June 10th, so be careful. Be, be vigilant, be alert, don't let uh, crime, don't let yourself become a bit of a crime, just stay alert, and um, enjoy your weekends, and again, Father's Day is Sunday, tell your father that you love them, that have them, and do not get them a watch, do not get them a tie, do not get them a, what a two set, don't, we want good gifts too, Dad, men, dads and men need good gifts too, but anyway guys, let y'all ride out. Peace and love. Stay blessed.